Hello, and welcome to episode 112 of Gaming Fix on this March 14th, 2020. That's right. It's leg day. Don't skip it. Uh, I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your girl's favorite work from home tip. I am joined today by Alex. I baked a pie for pie day yesterday, and that's the day they told us to work from home. So now I have a whole pie in my fridge. (laughs) Oh, no. I think you mean, oh, yeah. Uh, Also joining us, Pat. Hello. I also began um, work from home proceedings yesterday. And I'm already losing my mind. But, you know, it's worth it. And also working from home, Allison. I, I, yeah, I am also working from home, although I do not have a full pie. And for that, I am like, is that something I should have prepared for? Several times I've been like, man, I really need to get some some treats to have like on hand. While I've been out, because I I had to go out and like go to the drugstore and pick up a prescription yesterday and stuff, and uh, I keep not doing it, then it's gonna come back and bite me in the ass soon. I have a bag of Kit Kats, and when that runs out, uh, it's all over. But I also only have. Uh... <laughs> That's very grim. That's dark. Yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, I only have uh, one beer in my fridge, so I'm like, hmm. Do I yeah. want to go out? Well, we're, you, wa- hmm. we're discussing, we were discussing last night that we're going to have to like very much uh, <laughs> be careful about that kind of stuff. Cause I bought like a 12 pack of a beer on Thursday and we were down to four of them last night. <laughs> yep. I was like, Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, we were both drinking it, so it's not like mm-hmm. it was just me, but, but, but you know what else we can stock a pile and have not in our fridge and it'll last for, through the apocalypse. Video games? Uh, video games. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think they're going to last Anime? through the apocalypse. Uh, you know, I've been reading this manga. Uh, it's uh-huh. called One Piece. Have you heard of it? No. What is it? I don't want to do this. It's, it's, too, it's <laughs> so long that no, no single human can read every issue. They say. It's, it's uh, the last of the big three. Uh, yeah, it's still going. Yep. Uh, but anyway, that, that manga is good, but, uh, yeah, no video games. I was kind of kidding too. You can talk about uh, one piece if you want to. It's, it's good. It's good. It's, people should read one piece cause it's, it's real good. It's pro it's made me laugh more than I ever expected. And I think it's, uh, it's like serious enough, but still funny enough. Like I think Naruto is like two up its own ass at times. Uh, but One Piece is perfect. I well, read the first, like, I don't know, 30 volumes. I, it was a long time. I re- That's a lot. It is a lot. I read it for, there's there's a lot of One Piece, though. Yeah. I read it's it. It's been going for, like, 20 years. I had a Shonen Jump subscription when I was, mm-hmm. uh, when it when it was, like, pretty new. Um, yeah. So I read it for quite a long time. And it was, like one volume would be amazing. And then the next volume would be absolute trash. Like the Mm -hmm. back and forth between the quality levels without changing in any kind of like creative team or anything was staggering Mm -hmm. to me. I'm reading it so quickly. 
because if you have the Shonen Jump app and subscription, you can, which is like two bucks, you can read everything they've ever put out in Shonen Jump yep. and everything that's coming out. Uh, so I'm just hauling through it. I'm like halfway through One Piece now. And that's like almost a thousand issues. So, well, when you when you finish a thousand issues, you're gonna have to come back here and give it one piece of your mind. Uh, I you know what I can give one piece of my mind about. Oh God, yeah, pirate one piece, pirate warriors three. Oh, I played that for about five minutes and then I uninstalled it. I can't imagine <laughs> that the one piece game that there's a single one piece game that's like like even passable as free and for like children, not that children don't deserve good games, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a dynasty warriors. It's a Musou game. Yeah, Uh, but it's still gotta be terrible. And it goes, I mean, it's a, it's a Musou game. So yeah. Uh, Well, I guess it goes through like the entire, at least up until that point, like where the, I don't know if it's where the anime is or, Mm. but like, it's like, so you start off and you're like saving Zoro. Or Zolo, as he is in the books. But I do not like the anime at all. Anyway. Anyway. Video games. Where do we want to start? We actually have a bunch of them this week. Uh, yeah, but yeah. How about we I start mean, with the most anime of the video games here? Call of Duty Warzone? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is more anime than Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. It's guys with guns and skulls on their face and... You die and you teleport into like a shower and you you fight. For well, them. you technically teleport to the waiting area, which is like the cells around the shower. And then once oh, your wow. match starts, uh, what's wonderful about the gulag in uh, Warzone is you have you can throw rocks with the grenade button, and so like if you and your team die at the same time, you can like fuck with your team member's opponent in their one v one by throwing rocks at their head. What does and that like, like stun them or make? No, them it doesn't do or... anything. It doesn't do anything meaningful enough to like. It's like the equivalent of if they got shot by like the weakest weapon in the game. It just shows a little damage indicator. It doesn't mm-hmm. do enough damage to actually matter at all, but it shows them a damage indicator that someone hit them from a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And uh. so it's like it is unnerving when you're about to one v one someone with a pistol to have someone throwing rocks at you. Yeah, it's disorienting almost. <laughs> yes, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Do we actually want to talk about Warzone? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We're here. So Call of Duty Warzone is the new um, Battle Royale from Infinity Ward uh, and is built on the the kind of, I was going to, I'm not going to say bones because it's more like uh, the foundation appendage. Um, It's kind of like this built, built on the meat of, uh, it's like of, an unlicensed uh, ext- edition, an unlicensed edition. Except it's very much licensed. <laughs> it is a part of the official release of mm, Call of Duty Modern it's, Warfare. It, it sounds like there's some there's some shenanigans going on to like make it work for a game that is not built for 150 or however many people they can put in there. I <laughs> don't know. They made any, some. Yeah, I don't know about any like back end shenanigans. I know that it. It's pretty seamless if it mm-hmm. if it is yeah, yeah, yeah. just like uh like menus and stuff are not exactly built out for the like the in game stuff or like scoreboard leaderboards whatever they're called and oh stuff like that I don't know but uh yeah I don't know you can't really look at any from what I've mm-hmm. seen you can't really look at any data of other players um 
but my joke is, worked. Damn it! <laughs> but it is uh, it is a um, it is one of those in a lot of ways. I was at first when I heard about there being a battle royale mode, I was kind of skeptical that it would be interesting because um, I didn't wasn't sure how much more ground there was to tread. But actually, uh, I was just excited because I really like modern warfare. So I thought that like yeah, sure, I'll play a new mode of that. Um, but and you liked the, you liked some of the battle royals that have existed, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the genre quite a bit. Um, yeah. I like PUBG. I liked PUBG a lot before cheating started becoming so rampant in it. Um, mm-hmm. I played probably a good, I don't know, hundred hours of PUBG during the golden period when it was still pre one point oh. Yeah. Um, and played uh quite a lot of. I've still played more Fortnite Save the World than Fortnite Battle Royale, but I've probably played. A good hundred or so matches of Fortnite. Um, I played a lot of Apex when that came out last year. So yeah, I like the genre quite a bit. Uh, I Blackout was fine, but it was probably my least favorite battle royale to come out in that cluster of stuff. That was the uh, Black Ops Four um, battle royale, and I really All think right. that that Warzone improves upon the formula quite a lot. If you're like deep into Apex, I don't know that it's something that's going to pull you away from apex but if you're kind of looking for one that's kind of fresh then it's definitely one to look at um the things that kind of differentiate it it is is squad based like apex that's why i draw that comparison so it's uh it's three person squads you can't there is no solo or duo mode you can choose not to fill your squad but then you're up against squads of three people so you know there's all that uh it's the same feel as Call of Duty Modern Warfare, if you've been playing Modern Warfare, which is part of why I'm enjoying it, because there's not really any learning curve to understanding the way the shooting feels. Mm-hmm. Um, in a similar way to, I played a lot of Titanfall 2, and Apex is kind of built on that. So uh, it's, it's sort of similar. But Modern Warfare, Warzone is even more like Modern Warfare than Apex is like Titanfall 2. The biggest difference is that you have armor, so the time to kill is higher in Warzone. It's very funny because one of the complaints that I saw from some people on Twitter is that the time to kill is way too low in Warzone compared to other battle royales, and that that's why they don't like it. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? The time to kill is so high because I've been playing like standard modern warfare now pretty steadily for three months. So uh, to me, adding the armor on actually like doubles the time to kill, and that makes it feel very high. But it's good. It, it's because you know it's kind of a it's not easy to just like you don't just respawn you have to get a whole new game if you die so yeah uh, so, unless oh, sorry. sorry no go for it uh so uh, the other the big unique parts of warzone are when you die you get a second chance to spawn by going to what's called the gulag which is basically like this 1v1 prison showers match where both players are given the same loadout and it can be anything really, um, any kind of weapon. Uh, and it's a standard gunfight one V one, um, where you have a short time limit. And if one person doesn't kill the other person, then a flag spawns in the middle. And if you run to the flag, you win. Um, that's basically gunfight, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's the same rule set as gunfight. Uh, and if you win, you get spawned back in, in the air above your team. Um, when the match starts, it's the standard, like there's a big, huge C-130 flying over a big battlefield and you jump out. Uh, 
then the other big differentiator that I think is um, the Gulag is cool. It, it's, it's, it's a fun thing to have one more shot at coming back. Um, the other thing that is very different about Warzone um, on the surface is there's these contracts that you can pick up around the map, which uh, they're like um, little side quests kind of that you're doing within the, the match. So it might be to uh, assassinate like a specific player. It might be to capture a point somewhere on the map, or it might be to open certain chests that are um, in sort of the vicinity of where you pick up the mission. And when you complete missions, you get a payout in cash. You also pick up cash from chests and just on the ground. And then there are buy stations around the map where you can buy, um, you can respawn your dead teammates there and you can buy kill streaks. Uh, and like you can buy a gas mask there, which a gas mask gives you like a set of armor for being in this out of the circle for a limited time. Um, you can buy like armor loadouts. You can actually buy your uh, multiplayer loadouts as well. So you can spend, if you have enough money at a buy station, you can just buy one of your loadouts that you've built for um, standard multiplayer games. So those are the big differentiators that Gulag and the fact that there's a cash kind of economy. When you die, you drop your money so people can pick it up. Um, and it makes for much longer matches that are a lot more, uh, the combat tends to get pretty tactical pretty quick in terms of not that like other games do too, but Fortnite, while I'm not an expert is very much a like action shooter where yeah, it's arcade. like it's very arcadey. And it's the kind of thing where like you might just like run up on someone and build cover as you go kind of thing. Um, if you have the resources to do it. Uh, so this game feels like a very much a, a kind of in the middle between PUBG and Apex in terms of its flow where early on it feels very much like Apex where you're just like, cause you also spawn with a pistol. So you feel very ballsy like early on to just, we need to get some stuff. We're going to land. If there's going to be 10 people around us when we land, like we'll fight who we fight, but it feels very um, fast in the beginning. And then as the matches start to, the match starts to grow on, it starts to feel a lot like PUBG where you're, doing a lot of careful consideration of where you're going to move next and looking at like cover points along the way. I had one of the coolest moments that I've had in a battle Royale in a long time last night because of the way modern warfare does suppression and stuff. I like ran, we were at an airport was just my buddy and I left. Um, I ran across an open area to get to a cargo plane to get inside of it. There was no cover along the way. Someone on a rooftop pretty far away saw me running and started shooting at me and they hit me like a couple of times, but I was okay. Just dented my armor and my buddy needed to move. So I like repaired my armor and then stepped out and started just, I knew what direction they were shooting from. I couldn't see them, but I just started firing at the rooftop that they were on. And that gave him enough like cover to move across the space. Um, and I managed to like hit the person once kind of randomly and that suppressed them enough to, to like get my buddy across the, the open area. So it's cool. Yeah. It, it's, it gets pretty tactical and feels more like you're playing something like a PUBG as the matches progress. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why, like, I really liked PUBG as well, especially when it came out. And um, I think I tried Fortnite and tried Apex, but neither of them hit for me in the same way. Cause I think largely because 
they didn't have the same tension that PUBG had, especially like yeah. once you're in the top 50, there's a lot more tension just because of the yes. way it works and be, how much, like a single round of PUBG can take like 45, 50 minutes if it's a long yeah. one. Like, so it's, there's a lot more investment in it rather than in like Fortnite or whatever, because that's usually like what, 15 minutes? Uh, anyways, yeah, this sounds like it is striking more of the PUBG balance. So it sounds more mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, me. yeah. The games tend to be around a half hour long for for me so far. Excuse me. Um, we got into we, the highest I've placed so far is seventh place um, in terms of teams. Um, we had a couple of games last night where we got that high, but it's designed to escalate. It's it's it. They they've the timing of the matches I think is pretty good. Um, where like how far, how fast, and how far the circle moves. Um, where it it feels almost like a accelerated version of PUBG, where the circle does close a lot faster than in PUBG, but you still get that good mid game where there's only you know twenty teams left or whatever, and people are starting to converge, and it's starting to feel very like if you're in a building, you're gonna move room to room very carefully and stuff like that. Uh, the thing about it that is my favorite thing by far. I like the Gulag stuff. I like the side missions. I think they're cool. Um, and, and specifically the, the best thing about side missions is um, taking the assassination contracts is a really good way to force yourself to get into engagements because when you take a contract on someone to kill one of the kill a player, mm-hmm. you get a rough like map marker of where they are. So, you act, it actually encourages you to take the contract and then go hunt someone down mm. rather than play defensively and, and turtle up. So that, that, that part's actually, very fun. That actually seems like a good way to counteract people who do camp. Because if, if, totally yeah. if they get a contract on them, it's going to yes. force people and to come to them. When, when you have a contract on you, you know it. And you actually get like a counter contract to survive. So you get a payout if they don't kill you. Um, and you get to see a... Um, three bar uh like threat level to see how close they are to you mm-hmm. so you do get some sense of like how how if if you need to be like head on a swivel or if it's just that someone has the contract and they're far away um but yeah our best game last night we were picking up um we were like kind of roaming around a small area and which happened to have a bunch of assassin contracts in it and we kept taking them and so we killed like seven or eight teams just by like, okay, we're taking the contract. So we have kind of general vision on them on the map and know which direction they're coming from. And then we can set up an ambush. Um, And so I think that's totally like the way to play it is to focus on um, the, the, those contracts, whether you do the assassination or the other kinds of contracts, because the other contracts kind of lead you around the map too. And the, the nice thing about the weapons is in Fortnite, if you get a, a, a legendary assault rifle. It's just better than the rare assault rifle mm-hmm. in um, Warzone. The weapons do have tiers, but they're tied to the blueprints that you can get in the base multiplayer game, which are not inherently like better. Um, they kind of are better than an, than than like the gun by itself because they do have mods like better mods on them. But for example, there was an instance where I had a legend, the option of picking up a legendary assault rifle, but because of the engagement ranges we were at, I stuck with the blue one that I had because it had a better sight on it for like short and medium range engagements. The the legendary one had a scope and I didn't want a scope because I know because I play the 
based game that the guns do the same damage. Um, there are attachments that can increase damage, but it's always a trade off. So you're getting better guns is still fun because they're like the existing really cool looking blueprints, but you're never like it, 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 it's it's more balanced than something like a Fortnite. I could still pretty much just as easily kill you with a gun that doesn't have any attachments because the attachments always are some kind of trade off. Um, but right. my favorite thing about it and uh, we kind of I won't go on for a long time, but it's I think maybe the coolest map of any battle royale that I have played. Mm. Um, the amount of variation in the terrain is cool and about half of the map is very urban so cool so you're actually going in buildings and yes Um, that's cool yeah and it's like very smartly divided up between the more urban environments and the the kind of more rural environments Mm -hmm. and there's just so many features that it's almost always interesting like every time you drop it's like okay cool so this is going to be this this is the game we're going to play this time. We're going to play the game where we're moving from house to house. Or this is the game we're going to play this time. We're going to play the game where we try to get a truck and drive through, drive across the airfield where there's going to be a ton of people shooting at us. So um, it's just the map is just like so well designed that I'm and I guess it uses a lot of elements from the co-op mode, which I have not touched because I heard such negative things about it. So some of the like blackout was all pieces of multiplayer maps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is all pieces of cooperative scenarios. So it feels very fresh to me uh, because I haven't been playing the co-op. So uh, I, I, that part of it is very, very cool. And um, it's just very, uh, it feels very thematic and you feel very much like you're when you're, when you're playing it with another person and like voice chatting, you're very much like, communicating a lot about the game itself which is is pretty pretty cool like when i play games with friends a lot of times it turns into just like a conference call with where we're chatting while we're idly playing the game but my buddy and i last night were very focused uh which was which was neat so 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 it's free to play what what is the free to playness of it like all that sounds pretty full featured without even mentioning that so yeah, I mean it's free to play, but I, it's the kind of free to play where you really could. I don't know what they're so it has a battle pass that's tied to the base battle pass of the game. Like it's the same battle pass between Modern Warfare and Warzone, um, so which is like weapon cosmetics. Yes, or? so well, it's awesome for me because I'm trying to level up the battle pass anyway. I managed to actually level up the the first battle pass, and now we're on the second one. That's the interesting thing is most of the rewards on the battle pass. They're things like um, calling card stuff, emotes, skins for operators and um, gun blueprints. But the gun blueprints don't really matter for Warzone because that's what you're you're picking them up in the map. You can't like it's not like Fortnite where you can set a weapon cosmetic. So all of your assault rifles look a certain way. Um so the skins are a thing, I guess, but like the skins in modern warfare are not particularly, um, they're more for you to know you have it because the game moves so fast that you're not like looking at other people's skins really. Um, mm. and so it's interesting cause it's like, I don't know why you would buy the battle pass if you're just playing Warzone. 
Well, can you uh, put like that little Tamagotchi thing on your well on your watch? Yeah, or? you can, but that's not a part of the battle pass. It isn't no, I thought it was part of the battle pass. No, well, you buy that then. Um now there are watches you can unlock in the battle pass. So that's Yeah, but a, if it's, that's it's a, not a Tamagotchi, then why would you even buy it? Why would you That's get the it? only like, watch cosmetic that I would purchase. Yes. Uh so anyway, it's interesting because um I mean I guess it's something to level up, but the the bonuses for doing the battle pass are are much more um geared towards the base multiplayer. Now I bet in the next season you'll probably there will probably be more operator skins and like watches and stuff like that that are more um like less weapon blueprints maybe. Uh but uh but but yeah I mean otherwise it's free to play and there's no it's from the same client and stuff. It tells you that you should buy Modern Warfare in the main menu because you can see the other pillars like the mother, the campaign multiplayer and co-op. Uh, but you can just ignore that and play Warzone. So, yeah, if I mean, you, I would say so too, if you own call of duty, is it all just the same launcher? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was just an update to modern warfare mm-hmm. for me. Um, and not even a very big one. Cause it just sewed together. The map just sews together all of the, the and it, it seems stuff. like they had already put the map in. Like, from, uh, yeah, like that, I guess stuff. that's what I mean. so it was already in yeah, there. So, yeah, uh, there was a pretty big update for season two. That was, was probably 60 gigs or something. Yeah, it, that was probably the one that I think it was 80 gigs of install and like hmm. 60 gigs of download or something like that. Because um, I remember I was like very worried about my cap the day that season two started. Um, the other thing that's important to note is that when you win a game of Warzone, it says get some on the screen and then your team is extracted in a helicopter and it shows like credits a list of all the people who died in the game and it says in memoriam (laughs) over the thing (laughs) which is very stupid that sounds extremely dumb Uh, also every time you pick up based on the rarity tiers there's a different stinger for every kind of loot so like if you pick up a legendary, it'll go like dun, 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 and it's always like a heavy metal noise. Yeah, that's that very sounds like Call of Duty. Yeah. And you can just do it over and over again. So if you have if you find like a legendary gun and you already have one, you can just keep pressing the button to swap weapons and it'll just keep playing Stinger over and over again. <laughs> it's also very dumb. Yeah. Nice. But huh. Warzone. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. it sounds interesting. It's like I feel like I know personally as somebody that doesn't play a lot of these battle royale games, nor do I play Call of Duty. I I heard it. And I was like, well, they might as well put out a battle royale. But it really sounds like they've addressed some of the issues with earlier ones. Yeah, and they they've made it their own, which is cool. They they do also have a plunder mode. Um which is like a different mode where you respawn. I didn't like it very much. Um, it, it It's like a 30 minute match timer and you're bringing in loadouts to the map that the battle Royale map, it's still squad based and you're trying to get as much money as possible. It actually plays a lot like the dark zone from the division. Um, Cause you're trying to get to these helipads and then you call in a helicopter and load your money onto the helicopter to like secure it. Otherwise, you drop it when you die. Um, it's a cool concept. I think it just needs some tweaking because right now, the the mode when I played it, 
I was playing with randoms to be fair, but it just felt very much like, um, as soon as you died once you were screwed because everyone was watching for people dropping back in. And like, you don't just like spawn on your team. You still parachute in. And at least I think I'm remembering that right. And I just remember we were like getting into these fights where we were trying to fight over a landing pad and there would be two other squads set up and we would just get spawn killed over and over again. And it was very frustrating. Uh, and my team ended up, we just ended up kind of getting pretty destroyed. And then right at the end of the match, I went on a tear and killed like two squads of people and took all their money. And then we ended up in seventh place. So it's like we played really poorly for the first 20 minutes of the match. And then the last 10 minutes came back to being kind of okay position, but, and you know, comebacks are good. You should be able to do that, but I don't know. It just felt weird, weirdly paced and pretty uneven. Um, and it also, the, the score cap to win is a million dollars. And we got like the highest team had like 400,000 after 30 minutes when it timed out. So it seems like it's going to go to time every time and 30 minutes of, it turns out 30 minutes of spawning on the same map over and over again uh, with the same like couple loadouts, even if it's a cool battle royale map, it's not as fun as having to procure your stuff and like play strategically and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, plunder needs some work. I almost think like plunder, they should take the spawn timers down and just go hog wild and make it so that there's just like constantly people respawning so that you're encouraged to just fight a ton rather than be kind of stealthy and then when it all goes to shit then you're all screwed I don't know I'm not a game designer but well if if only we all were and then we could have infinite games could have infinite battle royales yep a million a million monk infinite monkeys on infinite typewriters will eventually program infinite battle royales. Hundred battle royales drop into a hard drive. Hundred warriors <laughs> jump from a plane going. Oh, oh god. my god! <laughs> they say as they fail to open their parachutes, um, <laughs> but then they just fart before they hit the ground, and then they're okay. The one of the best parts about Warzone that I kind of my friend and I were saying they should just make it like a thing you can load into the pre-match. In Warzone is they drop you into a tight area of the map with a random weapon mm-hmm. and then you shoot at people. And when you get kills, it gives you battle pass experience in that <laughs> pre-match area. That's cool. Yes. <laughs> you don't lose anything for dying, but when you get kills, you get battle pass experience. It's very fun because you because like you immediately spawn as soon as you die and you can cut your parachute and then shoot people while you're skydiving and then <laughs> redeploy your parachute. Okay, um, which is just cause which did. Ha- yes, it is very just cause. It did happen to me in one game where I jumped out with the huge blob of people jumping out of the plane and someone killed me while I like right after I got out of the plane because you spawn with a pistol. And mm-hmm. so they cut their parachute and shot me and killed me and then <laughs> redeployed their shoot. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? <laughs> That's wow. Sick. I tried to do that in my next game and it was 
borderline impossible. And I'm not great at Call of Duty, but I've gotten to be at least average, and it seemed completely out of reach skill-wise. Like one of those videos of people in Battlefield where they jump out oh, of yeah. like a plane and then snipe a person and yes. then jump into that person's plane as it like collides with them. There are lots of videos of that kind of thing going around. That has happened. I've seen videos of that with helicopters happening already in Warzone because there sick. are helicopters. No game, no game doesn't have helicopters, though. What's that? Lots of we games. We got lots of games we can talk about that don't have helicopters. What do you guys want? Yeah, to that seems trend? like a very, like... <laughs> yeah, you guys... I this know is one of them on the thing. list kind of does have a helicopter, so... Wait, really? I mean, an animal helicopter. That's that's not... Oh, I That's guess. not a thing. What animal is most like a helicopter? Well, I'm just saying that there's... <laughs> in Ori, there's, like... Animals with tails that are like helicopters. <laughs> what animal is most like a helicopter, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably hummingbirds because they don't have this. like rotary blades, but they do float. They can, yeah, they they can, can hover. And they, they, yeah, it's the hovering. Yeah. Or could, could be like a, a dragonfly. Uh, yeah, an insect of some sort, a fly, a bee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything with like a rotary wing. There, there's like those uh the tree the seed things yeah but those are that's not a bug it's not a bug hmm. anyways the animal are we going to ori is that what's happening i guess we are all yeah, right we're going to ori yeah uh, i mean ori and the will of the wisps uh it came out this week on game pass on xbox and pc mm-hmm. really kind of just on xbox because the PC version is pretty. The, the PC yeah. version is unfortunately messed up. Messed up. They they are aware. They're working to fix it. Yeah, there's a whole. They have a whole section of their site dedicated to bug bug uh, advocacy. I don't know. They're it, they're putting out their bugs. Bug advocacy. <laughs> the, the Xbox version is fine. The Xbox version uh, had that I have played so far. It had I had some frame drops, but they were barely noticeable. It's more just I'm hyper aware of any frame drops because it's an Xbox One X. So I'm like. This should not be dropping below 60. mm, Um, Look at Xbox gaming club over here. But, uh, (laughs) Oh God, I don't, we can't do that. Well, Uh, (laughs) before, before jumping into the negatives, uh, I, so Pat and Andre, you've both played this. Did you both play and finish the original Ori? Uh, yeah. I I played the original. I did not play like the definitive edition or whatever that so, came out afterwards that fixed like some of the glaring issues with that game. Yeah, like, I, you couldn't go back to some areas, in which played, you know Metroidvania is fucked up. Yeah, I played it like two weeks ago, so I played the definitive edition. That would explain more if there. I didn't even know those issues existed. That would explain a lot more why that game was not as revered in end of the decade stuff because mm-hmm. like i got done playing that game and was like why the hell did this not show up on any top 10 mm-hmm. of the decade list yeah. because i thought playing through the definitive edition it was profoundly incredible i think um it yeah it just had like a major glaring flaw where areas were cut off before like if you didn't finish an area in like the course of your that normal makes sense. i can think of the areas you beat the that, boss you were cut off yeah there, I, I can tell what areas that would have been. And, and I mean, that would suck. I don't know. I still think it's pretty, even that aside, still pretty. Yeah, it's a very good game. game. Um, and uh, I think the reason that it's important to get the negatives out of the way for Will the Wisps, which, you know, it's just, it's buggy on PC specifically. Mm-hmm. I, I lost a save. Maybe I didn't need to lose that save because they let, I guess they let you roll back your save a little bit. 
Um, That's but cool. I got locked in a room and I was like, well, there's no way out of here. And I just like rebooted the game and it's like, nope, still stuck in this room. Okay, I guess I'm going to delete the save. I'm only like 45 minutes in and I can skip through a lot of stuff. So I got about back to where I was in like 20 minutes, but yeah, still annoyed. I played the first hour or so and got just was kind of moving forward. And it, it is that game. What they have done. First of all, the beginning of the game is like heart wrenching in the same way that the first game was, although with a little bit less consequence, but still um, it touches on some themes that I think are uh, impressive in the way that it like talks about them and stuff. Um, And uh, specifically that the, the sort of there's, there are themes of physical disability that I think are um, pretty moving. uh, At least they were to me in the kind of intro beginning moments of the game. Um, And then you're kind of with a little bit less sadness from the first game than, than there was in the first game. You're sort of set off on a new adventure in a totally new space that they haven't, the characters haven't been to before. And the big thing that the biggest thing with this game is it's now very much like hollow Knight, Um, Not in a, I don't think it's, um, I, I I think it's cool. I don't think it's like they just ripped off Hollow Knight and no, yeah, no, like it, it's doing it in a like it's still very much Ori and yes, like yeah, kind of the movement and all that stuff is very much its own thing. But it has like taken some stuff like uh, the I think they're, they're called buttons or pins, pins in Hollow Knight. They're called pins, and Knight, you like so you get like these upgrades that you can have like a few of equipped, and in Hollow Knight they're like they have different values. So like maybe one costs like three, like three slots or whatever to equip here. They have the same kind of idea, but they only like, you can just have three equipped and it's any three. It seems like, yeah, they're just different. Have some of them have more than one level that you can upgrade. Them yeah. Yeah. You can, do. you can upgrade them, but they only take up one slot in your, yeah. cause you can just one slot of the three that you can have equipped. And so, like the first one you get is like uh, you can stick to walls or you can like pull orbs closer to you. It like so much so that it's like, why is this even like cause you could just have made this the like default because you get it so early. It should just be like, oh, OK, you get this right away, no matter what. Like, Or it it is just the way it is built and balanced from yeah. the start and not like an upgrade. But I think probably whatever. for later game balance, they want it to be one of those yeah. so that it makes yeah. sense. It's, it's um, a trade off and like, OK, you can you can stick to walls or you can do some other thing. I don't know. Yeah. And there's some of them are more like um, just like take less damage. There's one that you get early yeah. that's like deal and take more damage. Yeah. Um, but then some of them are things like that. They're like stick to walls and stuff. So um, it seems like you'll be swapping them out at different times to kind of get through different sequences, which is mm-hmm. cool. Um, and then from a combat perspective, they just totally like the game has been pretty vastly overhauled. The first game had combat, but it was more of an afterthought. Um, it felt like where you just kind of mash the button when you're nearby enemies and it and, and they mm-hmm. get hit. This yeah, one like stuff just kind of happens. Yeah, this one, it's much more like you're you have um, a whole wheel of weapons and, and abilities and you're equipping them to the X, Y and B buttons on a controller. And then you can, you know, just sort of freely flow between using them. So you can use your sword mm-hmm. ability uh, three or four times and then hit, then throw a fireball at someone or something. 
Um, and it feels really fluid and fast and fun uh, to, to like do the different combat, like do the different attacks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then to kind of pair it with the movement, the only thing that I'm missing so far is I feel like I need some kind of a dodge um, because there's certain at- enemies that like, they have attack patterns. It's very much a game about recognizing your enemies attack patterns and then reacting to like knowing what's going to, they're going to do. So that way you don't get hit. And there's a couple of times when I was like, you know, I really should have a quick dodge button that I can like cancel an attack with. But, um, but that's, a, I, I, for one, I bet that that's going to pop up eventually. And two, it's a pretty minor complaint. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, um, uh, I haven't gotten super far yet, like I've said, but uh, just the combat and running around is really great. And yep. I wish like I'm going to hold off on playing it more on PC until like it sounds like they get some of the bugs ironed out. Yeah, yeah just because smart. I'd like to not have a negative experience with this game because yeah. Yeah. like the art is great. The music is great, you know, which is to be expected because they were both great in the first game. Mm-hmm. And I've been waiting for this game for so long, so I don't want them to screw it up, or I don't want to have it tainted just because it's got a rocky launch. Yeah, and it does sound like it's been a super rocky launch. Like Cheska has been playing it, and she messaged me saying, "Yeah, this game is awesome, except for the parts where I've had to completely restart my game, basically." Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would like to play it, but I think I'm just going to wait until everything is ironed out. <laughs> yeah, that's the smart move, I think. Um, or play it on an Xbox if you have an Xbox. I do not. Uh, it seems What's that? To be okay. I, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a PC. All right. It's the most <laughs> powerful console ever made. So <laughs> the, the, the direct Xbox uh, from 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Anyway, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about it right now. Um, yeah, seems, I want to play more of it. There's like, there's, it's kind of cool. There's more like NPCs and stuff that you talk to. There's someone who sells you maps. Um, Fairy Hollow Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a weapon vendor that you talk to, and he like sells you different weapons and stuff. So um, it has a little bit more like character to the world, I guess, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of characters. Murder by Numbers. That's got characters in it. Yes, it does. It, it certainly it's a, does. I think it's got, a, it's got a lot of them, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's got like probably more than five. If, uh, is that, that, is hey, that a lot? It definitely uh, has more than be. five. I, I can confirm. All right. How far how far into Murder by Numbers are you, Allison? Um, I started uh, the, the third case not too long ago. Okay. And I'm about halfway-ish through the third case. So mm-hmm. we're not terribly far apart. Um, again, I think we talked about it last week, but Murder by Numbers is basically the visual novel where you're playing someone who unwittingly became a detective and uh, you were solving murders and mysteries, etc. by way of doing Picross. So it's my you, favorite store, Murders, Mysteries, etc. Mm-hmm. Mine, mine too, I've been there many times. But like, also Scooby coming out soon. Um Anyways, yeah, so like you're looking for clues in the environment, kind of Danganronpa style, if you want to think of it that way, where you're looking yeah, around I, a room and then you like you find, find a thing and then to collect the evidence and inspect it and look at it and have it analyzed, you're doing a Picross puzzle of whatever that piece of evidence is. Yeah, for me it feels like 
uh, I, I've been thinking about it a lot as like Ace Attorney and the uh, yep. Ace Attorney composer actually came back for the music. So that's part of it. But it's also like the kind of you're looking for clues, but you're also putting those clues together with a Picross. And I, I actually really like uh, how they're um, how they justify it in universe uh, because you have a robot uh, friend scout and Picross is basically him doing a, a scan. Yeah. So it, it feels like it, like they it's 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 definitely not less the most uh, um out there justification, but it never feels like boy, it's weird that we're doing Picross to find the uh the evidence because it, it it's it's all justified. Yeah, it, it it does make sense in in universe. So. Yeah, and the thing is, the Picross gets hard because I, I, I'm pretty uh, early on too. Yeah, like I'm explicitly not using any hints because mm-hmm. uh, you do get graded at the end of each case uh, up to S tier, and if you use hints, it lowers the point value of what you get awarded at the end of. Yeah, and each, I want to get S tier, so yeah, same here. I don't know if there's an ending associated with it. I don't know any of that, but like, well, uh, have you looked into Scout's memories? Because I've if done you, a couple, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because if you if you uh, each time you um, go up a rank, you get more puzzles to do, and if you do all of the puzzles there, then you get an like a memory from Scout. Because one of the oh, things okay. that conceits yeah. is that is that Scout has lost memory, and you're trying to find memory. Yeah, and they justify it at the very opening of the game with like Scout's loading screen coming up, and it's saying like, "Oh, this area of my memory is corrupted," or like my right. storage, is which corrupted. is also the tutorial. Yeah. Which is also the tutorial, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, no, it's been good. I would say the first two cases were entertaining, but not particularly like deep or anything. Like it was just it was entertaining, but it felt cozy. Yeah, like, totally. That's how I would put it. Is that it's like it's it's very good, but it was it was like kind of like a cozy mystery type. Yeah, the way I described like somebody it, died, but you know. Yeah, the way I described it in our chat is wholesome, which is weird to say in a yeah. murder game. But like, it's it never takes itself super seriously. But like, like, like it has yeah. a sense of humor, and uh, but it takes itself seriously enough when it wants to, like that kind of thing. Uh, but it never felt like it was trying to push any buttons, I guess. Right. Uh, whereas the third case it, is yeah. really interesting, and it goes places. Like uh, I'm not going to say because I, I don't know where you are in it, but it it definitely goes some places that I was not expecting. Well, even just like, uh, even just um, playing it at, near the start of that case, it basically the uh, it starts at a gay bar and it it deals with kind of like that with that kind of subculture, especially since it's set in the '90s. So it's. Things are not necessarily as accepting, although um, all, all of the main characters are basically like, yeah, there's no reason not to be accepting. But yeah, it, yeah, it ends up going in some. I'm not going to say much because I'd rather keep it unspoiled for folks. But like, I'm interested. It, See, it, I I'll let you know how. Uh, yeah, how it goes when I find out. But yeah, no, I I really personally, I really love. Uh, all of the East Attorney games, uh, and I love. I I, I I have a very big uh, affection for games kind of like this. So it's really nice to. Uh, it, it's just a very nice game to have. Like it's it's it just even even if things are getting are going to get 
progressively less wholesome in terms of story. It it feels kind of wholesome to play and just go, I'm going to do some pit cross and uh, solve a murder, which is, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been good. And I will say, I think it's going to be a long game because the first, I would say the first case probably took me, I think I said three and a half to four hours or something yeah. like that. And then the second one, probably similar, maybe a little longer. But this one feels like it's going to be longer because it starts you immediately with way harder puzzles. So the puzzles it, are going to take like 15 to 20 I minutes. I was surprised <laughs> at how quickly it gave you tough puzzles. Yeah. I thought that it, I, I like completely thought that they were going to be doing a whole like, oh, you know, let's ramp you up into Picross difficulty. But they are doing some pretty tough uh 15 by 15 grids and I'm like yeah it's it's really stretched my pick cross abilities yeah totally like the when you finally get a puzzle where you've filled out like one of the edges like one of the the walls you're like oh thank god so I, I actually have a point of reference cuz usually it's like giving yeah. you stuff in the middle and that's all you're getting yeah and you're hard. just like and I'm just like counting each side so that I'm like trying to find all those overlaps because I'm like Okay, there's nothing here, so I'm just trying to find what scraps I can. Exactly. To kind of build something together. But yeah, but, no. Um I'm looking forward. I'm probably I'm gonna have it finished this week because, you know, working from home this week means I'm gonna have a decent amount of time for video games. Uh, hell yeah, no commute, baby. Yeah, baby. And yeah. I, I, I always felt weird bringing my switch with me to work and like playing it at lunch or something. So um Yeah, but now it's like you don't have to feel weird because you're at home. Yep, and I'm also mm-hmm. also not wearing pants, so it's fine. Right. <laughs> um, but anyways, Murder by Numbers has been very good so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say I'm, it's my favorite game of the year thus far. Granted, probably, I've played I've played three games this year, including this. So yeah, I was gonna say like it's my favorite game of the year so far by far. But also, I'm like trying to think of what games I've played. It's been a pretty weak year so far, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, agreed, uh, but, but this but, a, well, things are things are starting to kick off now. It's true. Uh, things are like yeah. this yeah. week. More stuff is coming out. And, but and I, uh, I, I haven't played. Um, what's it called? I haven't played Dreams yet. So I don't. Man, Dreams is going to be an interesting thing to talk about <laughs> at the end of the year because it's it, amazing. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's not really like it's what people do with it. So. <laughs> Yeah. It's about it's it's the journey, not the destination. Yeah, it's it's we'll, we'll, we'll get to, to evaluate. Yeah, 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 we'll we'll, sure. we'll get to dreams later make, in the show. Can people but. make journey in dreams? Um probably not with like the not with the like the multiplayer aspect. Yeah, that's true. But but there's no reason you couldn't do the rest though. But could could you have a scarf which grows every time Wario dies by some stupid <laughs> like means? Probably, yeah. I don't, know. I don't see why not. Do you have a scarf? There's another game where you die by stupid mean means, not memes. No, I <laughs> die by stupid memes all the time. That's, uh, uh, that's actually what Zoomers do, where they eat, you know. Uh, God. The, the 
the leg sweep challenge or whatever. What? And, uh, what is that? I haven't heard of this. It's. I. I, I don't think it's the leg. It's all. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. It's. it's Why talk shit and it's Why will we talk about it later? Because uh, I don't know the exact details right now, but it's it's like causing people to like go to the hospital and have like concussions and shit. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. What other video games do we have to talk about? Um. Well, you know, Allison played another I game. Think, uh, I did. Alan. uh, Alan. 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long week. It has. You can say that again. Uh, I I have not been working from home. I have been working with small children. And oh boy, are my arms tired. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I played dodgeball, okay? Uh, Guard us from this conversation, Allison. Okay. Okay. Round. Some targe or round shield. What? What? Where are you going with know. this? What your thing? Is it, did she play round guard? Was yeah, that? I played round guard. I was just confused with what See, you were like, saying. Like a round shield, like a targe is a shield. You yes, guard, aren't targe I know. Round. I, I got what you were. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> my misery. COVID, I take me now. I played round guard. I only played like. Maybe oh my god! <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> Please tell us about Round Guard. What is, what is Round Guard? I just slammed my Sorry. table with my elbow too. <laughs> Sorry, Allison. Please continue. Mark that. Okay, okay, Alan. So Round Guard, it's basically Peggle, but sick. <laughs> but it's Peggle, where it's a roguelite RPG. Um. So you're each uh, you're moving through a dungeon. Each uh, each kind of room of the dungeon is a screen like you'd have for Peggle. Uh. And uh, each room you have to defeat the enemies in it. Uh, You have a couple of skills that you can use. But most of the time you defeat an enemy by hitting it. But uh, when you hit an enemy, you also get hit back, which means that's um, going to deplete your health so it's kind of you have to uh as you move through it you can get new skills and you can get uh upgraded armor and you can get our upgraded weapons and and things like that but you're just basically trying to survive and go as long as you can while uh uh while you're upgrading and while you're leveling up in this kind of roguelite dungeon mm. so it's it's very it's 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 uh maybe because of this it's maybe not quite as like uh i don't know how to describe it um chill as peggle but it's very but it's very it's an interesting game and it's it's definitely kind of a fun uh twist on the on both peggle and a uh, um, roguelite like, RPG kind I, of dungeon I feel, crawler. I feel like Peggle is a really good game that never really found clones. You know, like yeah. this it, feels which like is surprising because Peggle is good. Yeah, but, and, but but also the way you're describing it, just from that short bit, kind of reminds me of Solitarica almost immediately. Yeah, it's like, it's it's the type of thing where it it's where where it takes a, a kind of a basic con it. Actually, that's not that's not far off. Um, it, it takes kind of a similar like a thing that if you've played Peggle, you know, basically how how the thing goes. But uh, 
But it, it but it takes that kind of framework and puts an interesting twist on all of it, which is which is fun. Yeah, like it but. sounds cool. Um, can you tell? Like, is does it does it seem replayable? Like, if oh you, yeah, I mean, hence the roguelite. Like, you're doing yeah. basically runs of it. Yeah, so I've done uh, just a couple of runs, um, but. It, it's it's extremely replayable because it's a roguelite, so it's uh it's it's generating new things. You're choose uh, at the end of the uh the at, at the end of each screen, you're choosing uh, which path you go down. Oh, um, okay, gotcha. So so there's different areas and there's different en- a lot of different enemies, cool. and there's a lot of different like ways things can go down. So there's a lot of replayability for sure. So Um, when you finish a round, does it slow everything down, zoom in, and have a group of people going, oh? It doesn't have the oh, but it definitely does the slow down and zooms in and then boom. Royalty-free classical music. (laughs) Does it fill up your hard drive with clips of you playing the game? (laughs) never fucking find because it hides them somewhere deep within your xbox's hard drive no but i'm playing on switch so uh oh. it, my switch might run out of uh space and i'll be like where's all the space gone and it's, uh, it's all because of round guard it's, it's contracting all around us and it's going to uh Ra- round guard will likely be the thing that keeps me from canceling apple arcade for the next three months <laughs> Oh, it's on Apple Arcade. It is on Apple Arcade. I did not notice that. I I bought it. Like, it was one of those things where I saw somebody tweet about it and it was like, Hegel, uh, Roguelite RPG. I was like, fuck, I need that. And I bought it. Yeah. But you also love playing on your Switch. And, like, it's on Apple Arcade, but it's like $20 on other platforms. So it's like four months of Apple Arcade or. Buy right. the game if there's nothing else on Apple Arcade that you're going to play. Like, that's about how much I've paid for Apple Arcade at this point. Yeah, and barely played anything on it. Right. Like, yeah, I, and I, I played, canceled Apple Arcade a while ago, so I definitely have to pay at least five bucks to renew it. But between yeah. Card of Darkness and um, Grindstone, I feel like I've been getting like I have gotten like some money's worth out of it. But mm-hmm. uh, definitely, if you're not still playing games like yeah. that regularly, there's no not a huge point yeah. so yeah anyways all right well that's round guard Seems uh cool. apple arcade switch pc uh other consoles don't know ps4 xbox mm. i don't know well we, we uh, could look it up but eh. how about, <laughs> hey here's yeah if you want if you want to play it so bad how about you go and google it yeah if you if if you and until you start until you people start paying us i'm not gonna look up where the games are it is on Come playstation on. 4 and xbox one God damn it. We could have made that a Patreon tier. <laughs> yeah. For five bucks a month, <laughs> we'll tell you where all the games that we're talking about are purchasable. To get an exclusive version of the show that, that includes and show notes. We'll be less, we'll be less um, harsh towards our audience. <laughs> Confrontation. For, for $5 that's a month. Word. Yeah, thank you. For $5 a month, <laughs> you can get a shorter version of this podcast. <laughs> mm, that is a value proposition there. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, Anyways, low monthly payment. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. Well, now it's my turn Uh uh, to tell you all about uh, the hottest sequel this side of uh, 
I don't know, 2016, 2017. I don't know. 2017, right? Doom yeah. 64. No. <laughs> Neo 2. <laughs> uh, Neo 2 came out this week on Tuesday, I think. The same day as Ori. And I was like really excited for Ori. But then Ori was not doing super hot on my PC. Super so I ended up picking up. Uh, no, that's a game. Uh, but Neo 2 it's also, a it's a game. Uh, did you 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 weren't super in love with the first Neo, right? Or were you? No, I, I like Neo. I, I fought for it on our Game of the Year stuff, but uh, it, it did not make the cut. Oh, uh, fair enough. Yeah, no, I I like Neo. I didn't like that game's hard. Yeah, uh, I'd say it's harder than Dark Souls, um, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, Neo Two does not fuck around. It starts off real hard um which is fun kind of it's it's interesting but they don't do a great job i think of like they do so okay so neo is a souls like uh and kind of its big like differentiating point is the combat system has a like three stance system where you've got like high stance which gives you like more attack power a uh, medium a uh, mid stance which is uh like more balanced where you can like guard more but also have like decent attack and then a low stance which helps you can like guard while moving faster you can um dodge better and like take less stamina stamina to dodge and but you do less damage but you're faster and you can kind of switch between those on the fly and combo uh, if you get really good at the combat system uh, and then also it has discrete levels. So you'll do like a level and then you'll get kicked out to like a world map and then you'll pick a new level and maybe it'll be a remixed version of the level you just played or it'll take place on like a different part where you're going through parts of that. Uh, and so when you're in these levels, you get to like sections that are just kind of like the um, kind of like a gut check where it's like, OK, now here's a yokai, which is like a big demon. Uh, and you have to beat that before you can move on. And it's not a boss. It's just like a strong enemy. And if you beat it once, then it's uh, gone and you don't have to fight it again. But they're tough. Like, then there's like, I'm going to hit you like maybe three times and you're dead. I'm just like, man, God damn it. Uh, they're, they're pretty good about opening up shortcuts and stuff, um, which is nice. And there's tons of summoning spots where you can summon. I think there are other players. Like they're not hmm. live, but you're like summoning other players' characters that they created, gotcha. and then they come in, and then they can just like do AI stuff. Um, but to summon them, you need like an item, and you get the item like Ochoco cups, and you get the items by beating revenants, which are players who died. You can summon them, and then you fight them, and if you beat them, then you get some items. Uh, and depending on the strength of the like the level of the character, you need more. So like. At the first level, there's like, here's this level 31 guy. You need like four cups. And then I summoned him and he did like barely. It, it seemed like he wasn't doing much more damage than I was because I was like, what is this like? I summoned in the first game uh, and like it was useful just because it. I think it's pretty tough and difficult. Um, but yeah, uh, so I haven't even beaten the first level yet. I didn't have a ton of time to play. Uh, I'm pretty close, I think. But it seems like... It, like you're meant to come back to these levels because there's like a boss or like a big enemy at the very beginning that's like I have no hope of beating this right now. It's like a big horse weird demon thing. Um, 
but it's it's got some cool stuff going for it. In the first game, you were playing like this British guy, um, like the first British person to visit Japan or something. But in this one, you can make your own character. Uh, so you can be like a black person. You can be Asian. You can be man, woman, whatever you want. You can have an eye patch. You can uh, you can even customize like your. I think in the first game. They didn't have like the yokai form. I'm trying to remember. I played a little bit earlier this year, late last year, but there's like the yokai form, which is where you become like demon. They didn't have this in the first game because in this game, you're part demon. Like you've got demon blood in you. So you can become a yokai with like your special move for like a limited time. And it, uh, like there are different forms. There's like a feral form and, uh, like a, a wisdom form i don't know like a magic form and a strength form basically like feral is fast and you can customize the look of those uh so that's all like really cool and they give you a lot of uh options for how to look uh so as like it's very much building off the like format that neo set up uh it like if you played neo one do you know what to expect coming into neo two there's like some refinements and some, like some small changes, it seems so far, um, at least in like terms of gameplay, like the customization and stuff is probably a little more um, advanced in Neo 2. Uh, but I haven't played far enough to really see what that stuff is like, but it, it seems more difficult. And if you're into that, then this is a game for you. But there is a nice concession where this is a Souls-like game that you can actually pause. <laughs> nice like it it does like normally like you can't pause and change your like items but you like if you're like oh shit i need to like go do a thing you can like hit the menu and then hit the start button and it'll it'll pause the game uh which is nice uh so if you're if that's a concern for you you can do that um also returning from the first game is like the shrines and the little Kodama that you find throughout the level. And if you find Kodama, then they can give you like a bonus to stuff you find like, oh, find extra money or find extra healing stuff around the level, like 25 percent chance. Um, so, you know, all that stuff's nice. I look forward to getting deeper into it. Um, I heard the I think there's co-op and I heard the co-op is actually really good, but uh, I don't I don't know if people are like playing with friends specifically or if they're just playing online. I'm not sure if like it's story stuff, if you can go like your own story or through that or whatnot, but it's, I want to check out more of it. It seems good. Cool. Yeah. I feel like there's been no hype for this game. They did a bunch of like uh beta tests. Um, yeah. People seem to like it. Uh, I, I have seen people, saying it's really good on like social media and so that made me like okay if people are saying it's like so good then i'll pick it up like i enjoyed the first game um but yeah like if people seem to be very hot on this one yeah that i have seen i guess it's just, but i it does it hasn't had like a ton of like a ton of press yeah like i just feel like even i, I don't watch twitter that closely i, I personally mm-hmm. have not been seeing seeing that much about it yeah. but i mean obviously the news pipes have been kind of filled with other shit at the moment so that's also yeah. possibly a side well, effect yeah it's all that toilet paper people are buying up um exactly it was bound to happen um yeah it's uh <laughs> it, it's a game that i think 
because it's so difficult doesn't necessarily appeal to even like the general souls audience maybe i uh, like i think you can get through most people who play the souls games could get through it but it's also like very long i feel like i played the first game for about 80 hours and that was like doing the story stuff do you think uh, oh, sorry maybe i was bad but I think I put like 80 hours in and that was like to get to credits and then like do a little bit of the epilogue. Do you feel that it, it like it's worth playing the first game if you they're not connected, they're not connected mm. and they're so similar that like from what I from what I can tell so far, they're so similar that you could just jump into this game and there's no gotcha. story uh, connection. Mm. Um, mm. It's it's like set during like uh, warring warring uh factual the warring states sengoku uh japan mm-hmm. and it's uh, uh oh there's I, I think there's like one new weapon i think uh and it's the switch glaive which is like a big ass anime scythe but then it's like when you're in the high stance it's a big anime scythe when you're in a uh like the medium stance, it's more of like a like a spear or like a glaive. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in a the low stance, it does like a thing where you're like holding holding the like the handle and then the blade is like over your hand kind of. Like it sure. comes back and it's like a like the switch axe in um Bloodborne, I think is what it was. Uh, I guess I'm kind of more wondering like I I I don't think I will play. I mean, I still haven't played through mm-hmm. Sekiro or, um, or, or other, some of the other souls games. So yeah. it's not like I'm like, Ooh, got to get it. But I feel like since I already own the complete edition of the first game, it makes more sense to just play that. And then mm-hmm. if uh, I yeah. enjoy it, get the second game down the road a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it, like I, I think, um, I think the combat system is very cool and like it, it can be very in depth and like the different weapons. Yeah. yeah. But I think um, just like it, for pure combat experience, I think Sekiro is a better game. Sure, sure. And it's, and it's kind of somewhat similar because it's not throwing a ton of enemies at you at once. Like you're mm. rarely overwhelmed. Uh, and the same for Sekiro, you get like a few enemies sometimes, but if that happens generally you've screwed up. So mostly still, um, I'm still thinking yeah. about why I haven't heard much about this game and Sekiro was really popular, obviously. And the common link, well, they're like to me, both these games are pretty niche. Like souls, like, yeah. like they're still niche, even though they're more popular, but Sekiro yeah. was from software. Like all the yeah. popular, like Bloodborne is from software. Is, Dark Souls is all from yeah. software. This is team. Yeah. This is team Ninja. Do you think the fact that it's not from software is making like the Dark Dark Souls hardcore crowd just kind of ignoring it? Like where they would uh, they would have looked at Sekiro being like, oh, this is from Soft. This is Miyazaki. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's look at that. I mean, I think there's like the from Soft name it gets a lot more. Like everyone gets excited about it. I think Neo was well received, but. I I couldn't say um, it, it seemed like it was well received, but it also seems like a game where people could have easily fe- fe- fallen off because it was so long or yeah. like the stru- like the structure or what have you. I think the Souls games are a lot more replayable mm. um, in that way because more, more of an actual I open world. Yeah, like yeah. The, the world construction. Like I, I think the Neo looks great. 
Um, they're it's fun. The combat is interesting, and it can be very you know deep what? if you um, actually do. I, actually, I think there I think you, there is I a think, really cool level I, I, in Neo. I think you look great and are fun. Oh, that's that's very nice. Thank you. Um, there's like a whole like ninja trap house level. What? In, like they're uh, playing trap music and house music all oh, in yeah, one. Just, uh, yeah, they're just like crunking and twerking and. God. <laughs> bouncing uh-huh. uh no but oh, it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's but you're going through this house and like there's secret doors and like false floors and things like that uh so i see i hope there's something similar when i hear ninja trap house i assumed you meant a place where they are like cooking opium <laughs> <laughs> we went two very no, different directions yeah, it's, it's where Ninja streams from, <laughs> in, and they play trap music. Okay, yeah. Uh, trap like houses mean different things in different places. <laughs> yeah, especially on the internet. Um, anyway, seems, yeah, seems uh, good. Neo Two. Yeah, it seems good, but again, I haven't even beaten the first level, and but like even like the tutorial area, one like they have the dojo from which is kind of where you do all your training in the first game. Oh my they have a God. different training area. Sorry. When you said that my broken, no inter- mercy in this dojo, my broken internet brain thought doggo. And I was like, <laughs> it's the same doggo from the first game. There, there is, there are dogs that you can use as like your spirit animal that like use for like special abilities. Um, so there are some changes to the combat. Like there's like a, what is it called? Spirit rush. Uh, where like enemies will do like an attack where they glow red. And then if you use like R2 and circle, you'll do like a counter to that kind of mm. like you leave behind an after image. And if they hit the after image, then they get like a ton of like key damage. And then if you um, do, if you hit them with that, then they take extra damage. Yeah, it's would, there, there's a lot going on. Would, I, I want to play more. Would you say they get a, a damage boost? Uh, the yokai to get a damage boost if they stand in the yokai realm that they create when oh. they attack. But you can, um, if you do an attack and then you do like a good replenish, that's like one of the big things is you can replenish stamina after attacks in this game by hitting like R1. If you replenish your stamina while standing in the yokai realm, you'll like dispel it and then they're weaker then. So, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Hashtag damage boost. There, there's a lot going on. Yeah. If they're, hey, they didn't pay for that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> subscribe to our one hundred dollar Patreon tier to to be hashtagged. I yeah, no, oh, seems uh, good. Um, do you have yeah. any idea how long it is? Like how deep into it you are? I, I I'm on the first level. Yeah, but like, uh, but like, like does I'm, does it give any indication of like you're this far and it seems like it's this large? Uh oh, for like the level, I imagine I am right about at the boss because I opened up I. I'm at like the second checkpoint and I opened like the shortcut after the second checkpoint. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that's right before the boss. Um, but then I had to, uh, had to stop and eat dinner and watch toy story Four. <laughs> had to, uh, uh, Hey, it's white day. You gotta, you gotta yeah, it is. satisfy the girlfriend. Uh, for those who don't know in Japan on Valentine's day, women give, uh, gifts to the, the men in their lives, whether that be coworkers or, 
it's actually kind of messed up because like women have to give gifts to like coworkers and stuff, but I don't think men have to reciprocate those. Mm-hmm. But then on white day, a month later on March 14th, men uh, reciprocate to their uh, like girlfriends or wives or people they're interested in. If they received uh, some such gift on Valentine's day, it's interesting. Anyway, anyway, also interesting. Oh boy, has it been a news week? <laughs> but we're only covering video game news in this one. Yes. Yeah. But even then, mm-hmm. uh, it's been a, a lot has happened. It's this is like a month worth of news. So act kind of. I was thinking back, like in the past seven days since the last we did this podcast, and fuck, a lot has happened. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Uh, well, the first big thing. Let's get it out of the way. Yep. All gaming events are fucking canceled. Yep. Yep. All, everyone, everyone. Not a one. <laughs> They're all done. Uh, the big one, of course, is E3. Yeah. The Electronic uh, Entertainment Expo. Uh, uh, 2022, E2, according to some other some other web, uh, news organization, wrote E2 instead of E3. So <laughs> even E2. Really? Which two E's is it? Uh, the, the Entertainment Expo. That's That opens the door to a lot more... They gotta get back. They gotta go to Vegas on the same weekend as the, now that CES isn't on the same weekend as the what oh, is it that, the AVN the, Awards? Yeah, AVN. That's that's yeah. definitely canceled. Yeah, they can have some. <laughs> they'll have a bunch of trap house rooms there. I, I, it's a good thing they don't have that in Italy because man, yeah, like that well, that awards would definitely. Uh, yeah, everything's canceled. Out. Sporting events canceled. NBA season's canceled. Formula yeah. One is not is now not starting until May. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Can we just take a mulligan on 2020? Like, nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. We get what we get. Okay. <laughs> this is the world's uh, fault. <laughs> I'm so mad at Airbnb. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, I'm really glad you're cutting to the heart of the issue. Airbnb. Hey, that's that's. Hey, personally, that's where I I have been most screwed on this. I have still had to go to work. I, you know, I've I've had like other weird weird work shit, but I have not been like forced to work from home. Um, even though I was expecting to be working from home, but then they had me do some other shit. Anyway, uh, yeah. So E3 canceled. Uh, but. Yeah, so there's some other stuff came out around the E3 being canceled, um, like Microsoft, Ubisoft, and some other game companies still plan to do like conferences or like videos announcing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and it should be whether that's around the same time or it should be no. What was no. the name of the company? Eight Bit. Um, I am. I am Eight Bit. It was on. They it was on withdrew. Tuesday that they withdrew. Like, yeah, and they were saying like, "Hey, it wasn't because of." Uh, COVID-19 it was no. like creative differences yeah they were like hey good luck to this event we're not doing it <laughs> basically yeah. and they were that was like E3's Jeff Keighley's not going to be here but I am 8biz helping yeah. put on the show yeah and then and then they dropped out and then the next day they canceled the event so mm-hmm. yeah it's uh yeah so E3 not going to happen, but we'll still get some information on new games at some point this year because we've got new consoles, which may or may not come out this year. Yeah, that's tough to say at this point. Like China <coughs> seems to be indicating that things are getting not worse. They've leveled off at least. Uh, so maybe um, 
it is worth taking that with Maybe. a grain of salt. It should be said. Yeah. But, yes, absolutely. But they, yeah. China has said this. Uh, so maybe like production on electronics and that kind of stuff can will be able to start back up and consoles can be made. Uh, yeah. But, the stuff I'm seeing this morning, news from China, and it's hard to tell, obviously, like what yeah. that means. But um, is that they're like actually doing a pretty good job at this point of yeah. containing and, and sanitizing and yes. that they will probably be the first country to recover from this yeah. uh, aside from Taiwan, which uh, fucking nailed it. As far as I know, they're like, I don't know if they, what I haven't looked at their infection numbers recently, but they have done the best in the world at managing it. Plaguing Madagascar shit. Yep. Oh, they sealed up as soon as they, they heard anything, but yeah, which yeah. was very smart of them. But yeah, man in Brazil coughed, but yeah, <laughs> but to your point, Andre, I don't, I think this is going to be the year where, uh, Everybody moves into digital conferences, kind of direct style, and they release whatever they want, whenever they want. Uh, well, and then they don't go to E three next year, even though it's going to be happening. I I think any of these companies could easily do like, hey, we're going to be at PAX and we're going to do a big event like before PAX to like announce stuff, and then you'll be able to see the shit we announce at PAX. Like if you're going, the um, thing, the thing, being a thing, the thing is, is that I don't think. I mean, this doesn't, I don't mean this in an alarmist, like panicky way either. Um, I think we should be pretty prepared to not have a PAX. Like, the, oh, probably, yeah. I, I, I don't mean this year. I just mean in general going forward. Oh, like gotcha. Next year. Yeah. 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 We're, we're uh, looking at from what I mean, the, I've heard numbers like at least six months before we even have a vaccine and then 18 months before there's any kind of like real usable treatment for people who already have. The infection. So I don't know. It's tough. It's that, but I'm also not a health professional, so I don't know. And I'm, yeah, I I want to avoid us getting too deep into the weeds on that stuff, but just because one, we're, uh, I'm sick of the discourse. Yeah. I think, and honestly, of the discourse before I die of the, uh, the virus. And that's why I think it's probably worth us moving on entirely because we're also not engineers or manufacturing leaders. So we don't know anything about that. Yeah. But I think, I think talking about the, like, uh, so E3 is canceled. A bunch of events are canceled. Bit Summit, which I was really excited to go to and Kyoto was canceled. Um, but yeah, so Microsoft at Ubisoft and another company, was it Square? Somebody, somebody else said, they're going to like do something else and to like still do like a press conference type thing yeah. or like mm-hmm. a direct think, type video. Yeah. And then Warner Bros. there was Warner brothers was, is rumored. I think Jason Trier said yeah. they were going to be, um, and now like talking about Harry Potter, Batman and whatever Rocksteady is doing and probably some like Lego shit or who knows what else they're, they'd be doing injustice. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think the biggest question for that stuff is like whatever of that was next gen, like mm-hmm. he can't really talk about it until Sony and Microsoft like kind of, I mean, you can announce it, but you just can't. I mean, you, I mean, people are already saying like this game's coming out on PS five and no, I know, but like, like you can't, like, it, it might screw up the timing of your press cycle. If you, if the consoles get, depending on how, delays are going you know it's just hard to say well Uh, yeah so i think if uh yeah and with the way people are being forced to work from home because of the situation Mm -hmm. then yeah our game's gonna get delayed and stuff like that Mm -hmm. there was something about like outsourcing stuff (laughs) yeah like but yeah so (laughs) 
Yeah, but um, I think if they get out there and say, hey, here's what we've got, it's it's coming. TM, uh, yeah. then I, you know, I the rock study has been quiet for like five years now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we're going to hear anything from them for a bit longer either. Out of the, uh, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, but so yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if next year more people don't like E three is weirder, and if it comes back, and if more people say, hey, we'll do an event around like a PAX, and then you can go to PAX and you can see the stuff we announced at the event yeah. like a week before. I, I feel like E three is just or something like that. E three is just going to become a public event, not an not a press event, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, well, with that, what does it actually mean for the event? And yeah. d- does it still matter at that point and whatnot? But yeah, yeah. at what point does um, the public actively go? Wait, I wanted to go to E3 because it was this like ex- exclusive big event, and yeah, yeah, now it's not ex- yeah. If, if it's uh, not, well, then it's like Elder already kind of isn't <laughs> right. But I yeah. mean, like, yeah, like the first year that they opened it up to the public, I can imagine it's like, oh, this is exciting, this is new. But like after after that, it becomes mostly a public event. Why would you want to go to E3 instead of like PAX or something? Well, and like as someone who has gone to PAX the past couple of years, I really enjoy PAX as a local person. And I think that this isn't a reflection on like the event staff or the organization or anything. So this is more gaming events in general. Um, it's one thing if you have like good friends that you're going to go see. I think for a lot of people, that's the biggest appeal of PAX is they get to see a lot of mm-hmm. friends that they don't normally see. Mm-hmm. It's great for that. And it's fun to go as someone who's local. I wouldn't want to fly to LA to go to pass. Yeah, sure. Like if I, if I flew to LA and the experience I had was what I get from packs, I would be like, wow, this was an expensive trip to mm-hmm. do this. Um, yeah. So I guess like packs is cool. And I think everyone should try to get to a packs that's nearest to them at least once to see how they like it. But like what at a certain point, like, and I think this is getting younger is the age where this happens is getting younger and younger for people as we go further and further. It, it doesn't really matter that much if you get to play a game for 10 minutes a one month mm-hmm. before it comes out, you know, it, like especially because like E3 is all like the biggest games Like you get the occasional like, oh, Microsoft's got like some indie games that they're promoting. But if you go to like PAX or you go to like a bit summit or like a smaller convention, you're going to see like more indie stuff. That and that's is the not coolest part that's, about it. Yeah. Is that you find out about games yeah. you would not have necessarily heard about otherwise. Exactly. Um, uh, whereas E3, you're like, Oh, I played Spider-Man and I'm going to buy it and I'm going to play it in two months. Yeah. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not dunking on PAX. It's, it's a, it's a cool event and the panels are good usually, mm-hmm. but um, even, I don't know. It just, paying a bunch of money to it's so expensive that's the thing to do these these shows so paying a bunch yeah. of money to get to stand in line for hours to play a game for a very short amount of time before well, or not even play just watch a demo it's, yeah it's it. expensive as an attendee it's orders of magnitude more expensive for the actual developers and publishers right so like at some like i think this is going to be the year they they don't have that cost on their books and they're like where the fuck what why why, why does this event need to happen? We don't need to go there. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's just t- the thing about like that though, is that like, that's part of a marketing budget and it's so tough to yeah. figure out where w- the world is in such a weird place right now that it's a hard year to judge marketing spend anyway. Mm. Um, because we don't really know what effects this is all going to have in some ways. Like you almost would think that sales would inflate because, uh, and this, I say this with like a tiny bit of expert knowledge because I do work in, in internet retail, but like you would think and thinking from my own experience, like I'm spending less money on doing stuff out of the house because mm-hmm. I don't want to go out of the house. So like, for example, animal crossing was one that I would have sat on the fence about, but now I'm like, whatever, I probably would have gone out and spent that amount of money this month that I would have, bought animal crossing for and i'm not going to do that now so sure i'll just buy it Mm -hmm. um so i don't know you you like you wonder about that but then it's offset by like a lot of people are also experienced going to experience layoffs and wage difficulties and stuff too so it's just hard to gauge whether this year is going to be a a good year to to tell and we're not going to see a lot of the fallout at least in the games stuff for a while Exactly. Like, yeah. So is it good for a game like Animal Crossing? That's like right at the crest of all this stuff. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Is but it I, would good I have for bought, a game in six yeah. months? I don't know. Yeah. Would I have bought Neo if I wasn't like, you know, I, I have not been affected too harshly by uh, COVID, uh, COVID, but uh, like I'm, on, I'm about to be home for like two, three weeks. So I was like, oh, OK, I've bought, bought Neo Wait too because I'm going to be home. What? COVID, COVID. Corvo. <laughs> it's from the whales, man. Do you think do you think that Bethesda would unleash something like this as a marketing stunt? Yeah. No, because no, because we all know that the, the lab in Wuhan has the same Oh my god. Has the same <laughs> uh, thing the same logo as Umbrella Corp. Oh god. And Resident Evil <laughs> 3 comes Christ. out in like two and a half weeks, three weeks. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, fair. Uh, and if, I think if they were going to release one, they'd probably base it off of Emily. Anyway. anyway. So yeah, the E3 uh, canceled. A lot of other gaming stuff canceled, but there will still be news uh, about these new consoles. I have, I imagine they'll have to get out there sooner or later and go, hey, we said it was going to be this holiday, but to get actual like an actual number of products out there were in a delay into like the beginning of 2021 or something which would suck but you know uh do what they gotta do yeah uh all right next news something that probably won't be delayed horizon zero dawn officially coming to pc uh yeah. not this summer uh so hey that that's the thing uh, that's a good game people should play it i'm looking forward to the mods Oh yeah, so the Wario just <laughs> ripping the pants off a of Wario. Those tethers. <laughs> oh, big mechanical Wario. That sounds awesome. But I wonder how well that game scales. Like, I wonder if you can play that on a really shitty, terrible PC. Like, if it if it scales down mm-hmm. or if it's purely aiming up. Like, if it's going to look way better. Uh, I, that game looks real good. It does, um, but I'm I'm just curious how far down it scales. Like if it's using Vulcan yeah, and c- stuff like that, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, because it's it's got a lot of um moving parts. 
like on all the robots and stuff yeah. uh, where like stuff you can pull off and I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. Uh, yes. But yeah, hey, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I hope whatever they, I hope that is successful for them because uh, more people should get to play that game. Yep. And I hope Sony starts putting out more shit on PC. I hope every, yeah, I hope we'll everyone see. starts putting out more shit on platforms that aren't just their own. Like, and like that's yeah. great. I think that's a good idea. Well, I do have to disappoint you slightly, but uh, more people making more shit. Uh, PlayStation is allegedly, reportedly, rumoredly uh, producing two Silent Hill games. One is like kind of a reboot of the series with a bunch of people from the original like games. Uh, you've got mm. uh, Masahiro Ito, who did creature design for the first four games. Akira Yamaoka is the composer for the franchise for most of it. And Keiichiro Toyama as the writer of the original Silent Hill from 1999. They are rumored to be working on like a soft reboot of the series uh, with Sony backing it financially. Uh, Like the Sony Japan uh, studio. So maybe that's a thing. Yeah. uh, this is from RelyOnHorror.com. They had like a source who kind of gave them all this information. Yeah, I, I don't know. That, that sounds promising. Yeah, I hope this ends up being what everybody wanted out of PT. Well, Alex, uh, there's also a rumor that there is a second game uh, <sighs> attempting to be uh, developed. That is, uh, Sony is attempting to mend relations between. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Kojima and Konami to uh, bring back Silent Hills. Can, it sounds like it'll be they want it in the style of like a Walking Dead, like Telltale kind of game. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear that part of it. That kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't know. it doesn't sound. Uh, that. Or it'll use PlayStation VR. Oh, uh, even worse. <laughs> so, so okay. So there, it's there are like a couple different ways. Uh, so the, they've had this information kind of related to them a few times, but so this says source number one goes on to say that the game will even make use of the next gen PSVR uh, for PlayStation five. Uh, it'll probably be like a PlayStation or not a PlayStation, a, a Resident Evil seven situation where you could do in or out of VR. Yeah. And allegedly Sony has pitched the game to Kojima as a title more akin to a telltale super massive or, or super massive narrative driven title. So like a until dawn or like a telltale game, like, I think uh, an Until Dawn type thing wouldn't be terrible, but also eh. they're all from full creative freedom. Uh, is it's not a done deal, and they're just trying to get the uh, they're trying to get that off the ground. But the supposedly the the like series reboot, the soft reboot of Silent Hill is uh, actually happening already. I'll be interested to see what that. <laughs> Like who is actually doing that? Like, because supposedly Sony Japan Studio. Yeah, uh, it's just what does that mean? I guess um, mm-hmm. is it like the same team that works on their other games, or you know what? It's just the it's people it's who a, made everybody's golf VR. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Is I don't know if I have that uh yeah um 
in in me. But like, mm-hmm. obviously, a good Silent Hill game would be amazing. I don't think though. I just don't see a narrative game being particularly compelling because the things about Silent Hill that are that keep it that like make it unique and interesting, I feel would be hard to convey from just a narrative experience, you know, because there's so much in the like the environment design and enemy design and like actual clunkiness Mm -hmm. of the gameplay that is important to like delivering the experience that. Sure. You know, you could make a Spider-Man narrative adventure game too, you know, and it's I mean, like they did it with Batman. Yeah. Yeah. But like at least Batman is a detective. So at least there's some, there's some degree of, well, like, let me tell you, they have made uh silent Hills in dreams. <laughs> yeah. So you can go play it right now. It's, yeah. already, it's already, they don't, they can wipe their hands of it, go home. It's already exclusive to the PlayStation. Well, for now. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I don't I don't think they're going to get that off of uh, the service, though, since it is using the Silent Hill IP. But, you know, who knows? Norman I mean, Reese's if face, regardless of whether it's it ends up being um, like a. If it's just a very good narrative horror game, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter if it's called Silent Hill. It just seems like you could also just make a cool narrative horror game too. Yeah. We should, we need more but, of those. Like that's a, that's yeah. a good concept, but Silent Hill is just such a unique franchise to try to do that with. Yes. Well, actually it serves as a good reminder for a bit of news that uh, we forgot to put on our list. Uh, is it fr- frictional games? Is that who's that? Uh, who we is? talked about it last uh, week. Yeah, we did. We oh, okay. About I wasn't here. Better. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, God, that happened last week. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. That was last okay. week. Yep. Amnesia. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Well. Uh, Sorry to so bring you existential despair with that, Andre. We're we're all living in Silent Hills already. Yep. But you know who's not living in Silent hey. Hills? Reggie. He's living in a worst nightmare. <laughs> he has joined the GameStop board of directors. What are you, my God, Reggie? What are you doing? Hey, if he could. Pull Nintendo uh, out of their slump. Yeah, I guess like, he, he had he had some good ideas for them, uh, but that was like a branding type thing. And I guess maybe like, I don't know. Like the problems with GameStop seem to be more business practices. Like nobody likes to shop there. Uh, they only give you twenty six cents for your games when you trade them yeah, in. Yeah, I think it is also kind of the fact that brick and mortar stores are going going away. More and more. Yeah, and also yeah. it's just you know, like brick and mortar stores are, are one thing, but it's also brick and mortar stores for a thing where you can download it digitally. Like, yeah, yeah, it's and it's, e- it's, it's not even, you don't need a physical good, right? Um, it's it's like it's like we don't have many uh, like video stores anymore. Like you don't go out necessarily to buy like to a Suncoast or whatever to buy a, an expensive DVD, like yeah, get some wall scrolls. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like, the, like, the, yeah. like my, there's a video rental store, a 10 minute walk from where I live, but I think people use it more as a novelty than, you know, mm-hmm. anything else. Right. And there's only one and it's not a franchise. So like, I think, yeah. I think Redbox is still somewhat, uh, popular. 
Um, yeah, that's fair. At least they're around they're here. stopping selling games though. Redbox yeah. Red was yeah. was like I I haven't used it in a while, but I used it a couple of years ago, and it was nice because it was like a lot of the times it was cheaper than like a digital rental, and mm-hmm. and then also mm-hmm. yeah. it was the, the location's just so convenient that you're like going to the store. Okay, I'll get a movie on the way back. Like there's uh, there there's no level of convenience with going to a GameStop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that depends to a degree. It depends on it depends on where you live. Yeah, yeah that's like, true. I think um, to some extent. Well, the other thing too that's important is that they're changing the way they their stores are. You know, like it's they're moving to being a more of a like social space. They're they're testing uh, that. They yeah. Uh, if that stuff actually happens, yeah. and I, I think if that stuff doesn't happen, and they and it, and it's just like the best thing to do is to go back to business as usual, they'll totally mm-hmm. go under. Like like. Yeah. Because they there, have to do are, something different. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. There are places kind of like what they were pitching in my hometown, and I often did not see people did, in there. Did you hear what Staples has been doing? No? No. So, um, I can't say that I have. They, they, in some stores, they've been piloting, uh, they cordon off a part of their businesses, and they built a soundproof studio, and people can rent time for uh, podcasting and stuff like that. With like uh-huh. professional, professional grade equipment, and you rent the room for an hour for whatever a fee or something, and then you can. Uh, well, we'd, yeah, but we'd never make it. So like, <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, um, trying to I keep think, this under an hour, like. Oh, well, it's it, it's it's built by the hour. I should say. Okay. Who, are, who are we? <laughs> but, what are but like? What are we? Reply all. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like, so Staples is making some moves, kind of in that social space, e kind of like something you can mm-hmm. only do yeah. in a yeah. physical location. No, but the thing but, is, with the yeah. GameStop, like you, you can go to someone's house that has a PS4 and sit on their couch next to them. You don't need to go to a GameStop. Well, yeah, but I do think that to some extent, um, there's two groups that that the GameStop model could be useful for, depending on how they monetize it. For one, if you are a parent and you want to get your kid out of the house for a little while, like. I can see the like, yeah, you're going to go with your friends and go to a Fortnite tournament at GameStop. Mm-hmm. Um, there is that angle. And then also for someone like me, I don't know a single person that I could go sit and play Grand Blue Fantasy against right now. Mm-hmm. Grand Blue Fantasy versus I don't know. Like the only way that I will play that game is eat with other people is either online or by finding some place that's holding tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not good enough to play in tournaments either. So if if there was like a smart GameStop person who was kind of like, Oh, Grand Blue fantasy versus is out. Are you new to fighting games? We're going to have a newbie night where everyone just kind of hangs out and, and, um, and, and learns the game together this Friday. Yeah. You know, come on down. Now the difficulty is how you do you live in a major that? metropolitan city? I, I guarantee that. Exists. Like I, I, the first, not to interrupt, I know you're continuing your thought, but the first thing that comes to mind is barcades. Like they seem like a perfect spot to have that yeah, too. Yeah. But, I don't know it, Andrea. To your point, I searched for Grand Blue Fantasy versus events, mm-hmm. and there are certainly tournaments that mm-hmm. are happening like every couple of weeks. But it's really intimidating to just show up to a tournament. Sure. <laughs> uh, my well, in my my hometown, there's this uh, store or like place called Big City Game, and they used to be a game store, but they also did like uh, you could pay for like by the hour yeah. and like rent rent a console, and you could play whatever. You could like do parties there, and they have since revamped to be like, uh, okay, we're getting rid of the game like game store because it's just it 
it's not worth it. Doesn't make money. Mm-hmm. But then they've just gone. Okay, we do like pizza, beer, and yeah. you play games. Yeah, and I think I, so. I, so it's a barcade. <laughs> and they do tournaments. They do Fortnite. They do all like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they have like they have like also like theme nights. Not necessarily tournaments. But yeah, it seems like and like that stuff is out. There. I don't know about where you guys live or where you guys have lived, but here at least, very popular has become the board game cafe. Totally, like that that has become um, a thing, and if GameStop starts going into that way of things, of like you you pay five dollars up front and you get access to all these games with your friend, hey, or friends, whatever. Uh, I have never seen a GameStop bigger than the room I am in. Also, that yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing that, that they have to overcome. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I was gonna say, like, I do live in a major metropolitan area, and there are local game stores that I would prefer to patron, like, to patronize mm-hmm. over GameStop anyway. Yeah, um, they don't do the the game store that I shop at. That's right near me has a pinball arcade next door. They don't do console based tournaments. They mm-hmm. don't do like sit on the couch and play a fighting game kind of tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas ostensibly this, the store, the pictures I've seen from GameStop is like, Hey, there's two beanbag chairs in front of a TV kind of thing. So the, um, the other thing I would say though, is like as someone who has lived a a fair bit of time in not major metropolitan areas, Mm. the thing about this is, uh, and this is why I'm hopeful that they go this direction and they find a way to make it work in a small town in rural Michigan, no one has the money to start a video game store where they can sure. hold tournaments and stuff like that. Right. So yeah. that's kind of where GameStop has some value because they, you, someone could say, Hey, I want to open a GameStop and that has, there's some name recognition and there's, it's, it's, it's a little bit more of a, um, mm-hmm. there are already established GameStops in some of those places uh, yeah. where there aren't local stores. There aren't board game cafes. There aren't all the, kind of cool indie stuff that you see in major cities. So um, I saw a story that there was a GameStop in like, I don't know if it was Indiana or where it was, but it was somewhere kind of in the Midwest in a rural area where they don't have a local game store for tabletop games. So it's become a place where like multiple D and D groups are meeting. Mm. Um, And that's pretty cool. Uh, And the problem though, is that like, are those D and D groups meeting and sitting at a table in the back of the store and not spending any money Cause that doesn't help mm-hmm. the store stay open. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's kind of sucks. The thing about the board game cafe model that works and the place that you're talking about, Andre is since you do sell food and drinks, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you may only spend $80 on buying books there once. If you even bought your books there to play D and D, but if you're meeting at like the store that I play tabletop games at, you're probably spending a good 20 bucks a week there at least on food and drink and stuff. Yeah, which is kind of uh, so. kind of where I was going with the barcade thing is yeah, like they, I, they would I, have to start serving food or something. Yeah, I went yeah, to exactly. a, uh, um, a a place, like it's not like a standard barcade, but when I was in Montreal, uh, that you basically, for as long as you're enjoying like a drink, you can borrow a retro game. So like they had Super mm-hmm. Nintendos, they had NES, they had uh Genesis. Like they had a bunch of different systems. So like I, I think that there might be some like technical legal issues with like, oh, you can rent a game. Like like there's legal issues with that. But like if if you if you have a place that opens and sells food, sells alcohol, like people people will go. And that kind of gets into an issue though of like I think for GameStop 
from what I have seen of the way they've been deploying the strategy, it, it's it's largely aimed at like right kids at, at younger as, people. So no, and boost you can't serve yet. boost to kids. Uh, yeah, and there's already liability associated with like making your your place of business a place for kids to come and hang out. Right. Um, so to then on top of that, say like we serve alcohol to adults and also it's a place to bring your kids. It's like that those two things do not go together. Um, yeah. So it's it's it'll be tough for them to navigate. I think it would be really cool if they could somehow bring community gaming to, like I said, to those more rural communities that um, generally don't have that kind of thing where it's like instead of it's like three or four people trying to organize stuff at a rec center. Um, like I have, I've been to smash tournaments at small rec centers where five people showed up. Um, and it's would be cool to have a, a more, um, to have that kind of <clears throat> exist in more places at a place that is supportive of those events. But you know, they also have to keep the doors open. So, yeah. I mean, frankly, GameStop has made a lot of wrong moves and like we've seen, uh, Game Informer is GameStop, right? Because yep. we've seen Game Informer have a bunch of layoffs recently, and like it seems like the current board of directors and management and everything up there is kind of is not a group I would trust to do this. But Reggie is because I, yeah. I, I I would trust Reggie more than like most. It, it, like if they were to bring someone in, that is a name I would be like, okay, that's there's some validity there. It it is a name that is like has clout in the game space. Yeah. Um, and, so, and, he, and he's and a he, smart guy. He feels like he, I, I, my perception of him. I, I don't know. He did. He did bring us to Bigfoot Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my perception of him is he wouldn't put his name on something he didn't like fully believe in. If that yeah, makes sense. Totally. So I, I would ha- I would give it the benefit of the doubt purely because of the Reggie factor. And so much of what GameStop, so much of the mistakes that GameStop has made, like people talk about the like, oh, you get twenty seven cents for your game. Honestly, for um, uh, in a lot of cases, that's true of local stores. Right, yeah. that's like a true lot of anything of, yeah, that has that is very it's true. Not, it's it's. I've always felt that that kind of angle on GameStop is a little bit unfair because, like, any new product that you purchase loses like ninety percent of its value the second you like take it off the shelf and open it up and and start using it. Um, it's unfortunate. But it is just sort of a fact of life. Like the store, the local store near me offers slightly better trade in values than GameStop to yeah. to compete. But mm-hmm. um, you still are not going to be able to take a copy of like NBA 2K18 there and get anything more than a couple bucks for it. Like, yeah, that's just the that's just the reality of of the secondhand market for mm-hmm. games. Um, but uh, the biggest mistake that, in my opinion, as someone who was working there when it was happening that GameStop made is just the way like in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is where the GameStop I was working at was there were four GameStops. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is just like, they were within a five minute drive of each other. Um, yeah. In a place where people mostly traveled around by car anyway. Uh, and there were three of them on bus lines. So it was like, why do we have so many stores? Um, and and I think that's the real biggest. They're all the size of a shoebox. <laughs> well, but they weren't. They were they were fine. They were they were large enough to have stock and have people shopping in them. I mean, they weren't big stores. They're they're boutique stores. But um, you just don't need the number of stores that they started opening. And I don't yeah. know what possessed them to do that. Uh, and so I think um, that that rapid 
expansion and saturation of their stores was a huge mistake, well, especially uh, with were any of those like formerly like EB games. One of and them, then, was, one of them, and then it got turned into a GameStop. So, yeah. but but at the same time, like I was working there when the former EB games got turned into a GameStop had happened. That had happened like mm-hmm. a few years prior. There would have been plenty of time to say, okay, since this is becoming a GameStop, we're going to move the staff from this store, yeah. spread them between these other two stores, which wouldn't have totally screwed the staff because they're all within five minutes of each other anyway. And on yeah. bus lines um, and close down this extra store, but they didn't want to close stores because that looked bad to shareholders to start closing stores. Yeah. And so like, they expanded super fast, didn't want to consolidate, and it just resulted in like there were like thirty of us that worked at GameStops in the area, and you only ever needed two people working at a time per store, and so it was just not a good mm. strategy for for managing that stuff. So hopefully, uh, I guess what I'm saying is not that I want to see people laid off, but if they have financial struggles and they consolidate their stores down, um, I think that would go a long way towards helping. uh, Well, that's been what they've been doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But it takes time for that stuff to have an effect too. And I don't think we've seen it. uh, But also it's like, people just aren't shopping there. It seems like, like you get like during the holidays, like the last time I was in one was during the holidays and like, there are people in there, Mm -hmm. but during like general, just like day to day, I don't think there are a lot of people in a GameStop. I mean, I go sometimes if I have time to kill and I need to browse, but like, am I really going to buy a game at GameStop? You know, yeah. the the last time I bought a game at an EB Games because we don't have GameStop here um, was Ring Fit because that wasn't just something you could get digitally because you needed the physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thing. yeah, and I think that's the stuff that they're um, like. I the stuff I've seen from the more retail minded parts of their store redesigns that are the non-social focused things is stuff like you can like, now this is not the time that I would want to do this, but which is also maybe going to hurt them, but you can like pick up the controller and and (laughs) try out this controller out of the package before you buy it. And you can put the headphones on and see how they fit and stuff. (sighs) And so buying those like physical hardware kind of thing is certainly useful. It's just a question of, are there enough people that, are going to do that. Did, um, didn't they, we, we can get off of this soon, but didn't, weren't, was it GameStop that also did that like Apple side business thing? Yeah. Yeah. Was that yeah. kind of a similar idea of you can try this hardware out? Um, no, those were more around repair oh, okay. uh, and selling secondhand product. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so it was more like bring your laptop, like, Oh, you don't want to deal with the genius bar, bring your laptop here instead and we'll fix it. Gotcha. Um, so it was more about that. Yeah. Okay. And buying like, used phones and tablets and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they also had book stop. <laughs> that was real. Okay. That existed. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to game stop this conversation <laughs> and move us on to really the most out of left field thing that I saw this week. Really? Uh, Super Mario Lego set? (laughs) That's the Um, most, that's the wildest news you saw this week? As, as I, I, this is the thing I least expected. Fair. (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, everything's bad. Like, like, yeah, okay. Of course, that's what happened with, uh, you know, the medical emergency. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. That, that's all. I, I could see that. Super Mario Lego set. I don't, I don't even know what to say about this. I don't know. I it feel make, like it it's one of those. Thing. It's one of those sets where I know that I would have been obsessed with it as a kid. Totally. I don't know if I necessarily need it as an adult, but I just know that, yeah. like, as a kid, like, if if this had come out when I was like, like seven years old, I would have like lost my mind because of how cool if it was. If you saw an ad for this on Saturday morning cartoons, your parents would never hear the end. Right. Yeah. No, I'd be like, please give me that Lego set. I would be, I would be, yeah, no. So it, it seems but, like it's really aimed more towards that kind of audience than like some of those, some of the more, uh, the bigger Lego sets that are aimed more at, uh, the, this yeah. is not, this is not a bougie Lego set. It's a Lego set for the people. Uh, um, I don't know about it's, that. It's got it's Bluetooth oh, and LED screen. Oh, okay. Oh, Never mind. I didn't see that part. Um, That's amazing. I would say too. Oh, I think yeah. <laughs> Mario's got teeth, and they they show up and they disappear. What? Uh, Okay, never mind. You gotta watch the video. It's it's we don't have the time or the ability to fully explain. It's like a, a connected like play a, experience thing. Yeah. It's it's toys to life. Complicated. It's except that it's actually toys. There's no console, but yeah. um interesting. The, the thing, I think that's the most surprising part is that there's no like video game integration with this. Yeah, I don't think that Lego does that unless it's their own stuff like their own like have they done that? I I, well, they have with the the um, shit. What's the, I have a few of the sets from it. Um, Other side, I think, is what they is it's called. But it's mm-hmm. like there's like an ARG app on your phone mm-hmm. that you yeah. can play with the sets with. Gotcha. What I was gonna say is I don't know that Lego would do a thing that's like we're making Mario Legos and open your Switch and in and cross it over with a Mario game. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure. If, I, I don't, I don't think they've they ever done that. anything like that before. Um, no reason they couldn't start with Nintendo. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, nah, it, it, but you know, they're they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do. I'm just I'm surprised they're like because you know with like uh, Labo and we uh, Ring Fit and like all the stuff they Amiibo, all that kind of stuff, and it's like it ties into games. And this is just like, hey, here's a weird Lego Mario set, and it's Bluetooth, and it's got LED screens on the on yeah. the. Uh, Mario figure and it makes noises and okay, I guess. Yeah. What? And I think to, to your point, Allison is like, yes, it's definitely like very exciting for kids to play with, but also a shitload of adults are going to buy this. Oh, for sure. Set it up once and leave it. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Like, I watched the video. I don't under, is it a game? Is it a, like a board? I don't game? think it's a game. No, I think you can just make the toy and the, the Mario yeah. interact with the bits, which is, um, which is exactly why, like, as a kid, I would have totally gone crazy over it because it'd be like you make your own little levels and you can kind of pretend you're playing Mario. So, it, but I mean, I know that there's definitely going to be a lot of adult people who buy this, but it just it just feels like one of those things, though, where they're like you see that Nintendo's aiming at at its uh, uh, core demographic or it's aiming at uh, children, which with this as opposed to being like this is your this is our like instead of making like okay here's a giant lego set it's going to cost $500 only for adult collectors like nah nah son yeah yeah um 
No details on price, it seems. It'll be uh, 120 bucks. It'll be expensive. Well, 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 the commercial, it said that it was uh, multiple sets. So it's like you, you'll have to buy like several yeah, different yeah. sets. Oh, I'm saying I'm saying I bet that the the set that what the electronic Mario comes in will be probably around 100 bucks or oh, more. it's got to be. Uh, and then it, you will have a limited set of pieces to build a course with in that set. And then from there, yeah, you will but buy more. You know what? It's Lego. So if you buy more Lego, you can you can build infinite sets. Well, yeah, yeah. But then you have like the extra pieces that let you do like the coin sounds. That's and, what I'm like, saying. Yeah, totally. Stuff. So, uh, but Mario is colorful yeah. enough that you could use the standard Lego bricks in ways to make yeah. it work. You know. And you, yeah, you know, people are going to make like real wild like dioramas with. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. yeah, that'll be fun to bit. see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So moving on uh, out of our nightmare Lego world, do, do we need to talk about this Tarkov thing? I don't know. They're assholes. They suck. They, 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 I think this is in here because, um, someone, uh, asked for a refund because the game was not playing well on their computer, despite the fact that they have above the minimum recommended required, uh, specs for their PC. And so they're like, Hey, the game runs like garbage. Can I get a refund? I, no, we don't offer refunds for any reason whatsoever, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then the person was like, okay, well, I'm going to try and play the game again. To, like, see if I can get it to work since I have it. And then it was taken off their account. Yep. But they were not giving their money Correct. back. Yeah, they do that stuff all the time. The EULA for that game is an absolute nightmare. Um, yeah. You can basically get, uh, I never tried to play it again. I, I, I asked for a refund after their whole bullshit, uh, mm-hmm. like no women thing. And I got a similar response that, it, they also extra suck ass because rather than just being like, sorry, we don't offer refunds. They go, you should look at the EULA in the EULA. It shows that we don't have to give mm-hmm. you a refund. And it's like, yeah. well, obviously you don't. Um, but then uh, they will def. I have heard stories of them just like if you're critical of them, they mm-hmm. take your access to the game away. They did it with uh, there was a whole scandal, which before all of the awfulness about mm-hmm. not including women and all that came out, it be, it was sort of a like. Who cares? But there was a scandal early on where they there was a YouTuber who um, who had offered some criticism of the game in their early alpha. And they just like DMCA the his YouTube videos and yep. banned him and shit. Uh, Didn't they have like a data breach? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was- and that was the thing. One of the things that this YouTuber was critical of. And they were like, well, it's not part of the game. So we're DMCAing this because that has nothing to do with the game. And you're saying that you're doing a game, a, a video about the game and clearly not talking about the game. And so it's just, they suck. They're awful. They also, um, they hired, this is, they're a Russian company, right? So they hired, uh, a X. Like, I don't know what he was. It's an ex mayor from Indiana. <laughs> they hired, uh, they hired a, 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 like, person who used to work for the defense department. I don't know if they were a a veteran or if they just worked for the defense department, but they hired them really making my joke work from the United (laughs) States as a consultant to go and work on um, relationships with gun manufacturers in the U S so they could license the guns for use in the game, which they were already using the guns without the license. And they were like, "Eh, whatever, we'll make it legal by going going to these gun manufacturers it turns out that if you are a um, an American citizen 
it is against the law for you to um, liaise between American arms manufacturers and, <laughs> and Russia, foreign and business entities. <laughs> <laughs> and it is especially bad if you have ties to the Defense Department or the military. <laughs> and so I didn't know that. That's amazing. Uh, this person like was like, didn't know that. And then people started in and they were like a community. They, their official job was like community developer. Wow. And they were like mm-hmm. on the forums, like, Hey, I'm talking with Targus and Colt this weekend. We're excited to get officially licensed so that we can have Colt M1911s in the game. And then people in the forums were like, hi, I'm a Marine. What you're doing is like actually considered treason. And uh, you could like if you're active duty, you could be court martialed. If not, you could just go to jail. That's (laughs) like normal jail. Wow. So then (laughs) Battlestate Games immediately fired the person, but amicably, because the person was like, I don't want to go to jail. And Battlestate was like, we don't want you to go to jail. But then they just were like, but we're still going to use the guns in the game. So apparently there's no way for us to do business with the American gun manufacturers, but there's also not really any way for them to take legal action against us because we're Russian. So yeah, Yeah. Uh, I think that whole company just fucking sucks. Yeah, I think the reason this news is in here is just a reminder Hey, that game is all right, but those developers suck hella ass and don't. So the don't, game's cool. It's very unique. Don't support those developers. But yeah, exactly. Like, it, go play. Go play Warzone. Feel free to having played a, 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 a several yeah. hours of Tarkov before all of this stuff broke really bad. It's a very interesting experience, but you can get a lot of the same brain chemicals that you get from that by playing something like. Um, like Warzone or PUBG or whatever. So don't give those people money. Stop watching it on Twitch too, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. All right. Uh, well, next up, our last news story. This is a cool one. Yeah. Uh, kind of, I think this is a, a somewhat new development. Uh, published 13th, March, 2020. Uh, Dreams is going to let is exploring ways for creators to use their IP outside of the game. Uh, Like they, so in their uh, dreams beta evaluation, I don't, I don't know why it's, uh, I guess it's a new beta thing. I I don't know the game's out anyway. So they have a couple, they have like a couple questions here. First question, who owns my original creation in dreams? You do. That's a good. You thing own the for IP for the original creations that you make in Dreams. Hey, that's great. That's a very important piece of the puzzle. Oh, for uh, sure. So. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm surprised that wasn't in like a EULA and then like already like known. Like I'm surprised no one dug into like that to like. But I guess maybe it wasn't answered yet. Maybe um, they're still working that out. I will say that before anyone gets too excited, like the quote that I'm looking at from your molecule is like. We have lots of questions. We've had lots of questions from creators about using dreams for viable business opportunities off PlayStation, such as concept yeah. artwork. I don't think what they're talking about is like build a game in dreams and sell it on the PSN. Not um, yet. No, maybe in the but, future, but I wouldn't get too excited about it as a vector for that. Um, but it is uh, like if you make some, if you prototype something and then you go, OK, I've made this thing. I yeah. at least own it. I can't. So if I go and I make it in Unity, Sony totally. or Media Molecules, Molecule aren't going to come and, and you know come pound down to my door yeah. to me, take my hard drives. And that makes me so much more excited about the notion of using dreams and learning the creation yeah. tools as someone who's not um, skilled as a game developer, because the fact that I could build something in dreams, which has very usable, simple tools and say, then go to like um, 
like a, a community of independent developers who work on like small projects together, which there are lots of those and say, Hey, I have this prototype and dreams. Would anybody like to work on it together? Um, that's really cool and exciting. Yeah. Like, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting, like in the terms that they put out there, basically the only thing they say is, okay, in the credits, please use our, uh, made in dreams logo somewhere. Like just as a way to say, okay, yeah, yeah this came from dreams. Like that's the only that's okay. the only thing they're really asking for, which mm-hmm. I think is it's uh, that's that's super cool. And like you know, you uh, it's only available to a limited number of people at this point uh, that have like been playing the game for a while, yep. have uploaded stuff, uh, but you know they've said like, oh, we've got interest from concept artists, music video creators, and want to use the tool uh, and. I think the idea is you want to have that stuff available off of dreams, whether that's like, I made this music in dreams and I want to put it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, I don't think there's technically any way to stop or like, I want to make this music in dreams and then I want to sell, like stream it on Spotify. Like, I think is that like a thing that they're going to help people do? I don't know. To me, the most exciting part of all this is that clarification of who owns the IP because then it means that you could like, I don't necessarily want to prototype something and then pull it out of dreams to make it available someplace else. But yeah. knowing that they're not going to come, if I release it on steam in 10 years or whatever, mm-hmm. based on this little prototype, I made medium molecule and Sony are not going to come after me saying like, Hey, this matches. Yeah. This is similar to something we have in our. Yeah. Or if you did like a narrative thing or, yeah, um, yeah. or if you, you know, you make a character and then you go and you like, you can that's kind of the example they like if you've got artwork and you want to throw that artwork on a t-shirt hey go for it that is all extremely good yeah what I would love to see and this is very much a pipe dream this is like probably never going to happen but if they like had some partnership with Unity where it's like you export this game and you can bring in like the assets and shit to Unity and then like have something working oh, to yeah. start with and then you can extrapolate from there but, that would be amazing but very but, very unlikely <laughs> But honestly, I mean, <laughs> well, that was what they said they wanted to do, like off the bat. Yeah. And eight months ago, though, it seemed or six months ago, maybe because they did say they wanted to do stuff like that mm-hmm. early on. But when when this felt like it was more playable, when early access launched, it felt like there was no way that any of this stuff was going to happen. Yeah. Like any of the like using it someplace else, making clarifying mm-hmm. it's your IP, that kind of stuff. So who knows? I mean, at this point. Yeah. Dreams is built in an engine, right? So, like, and who knows where, how far it could and go? In a way, it is an engine. Uh, I, I thought it it sprung forth, fully formed <laughs> from from the ether, from, from yeah, from in, from uh, England. It runs on dreams. Um, also, while we're talking about dreams, get in there and dream surf and search for weird shit, and you're gonna find it. <laughs> such as car, it is yeah. such as car or Wario. <laughs> Or Shrek, oh. uh, Yoda's mm. pretty popular right now. I watched, um, I watched a film last night. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that statement. I watched a film. <laughs> I watched. <laughs> uh, I watched oh, man, a film the last night. First feature that was film developed in called, Shrek Five, developed in Dreams. Yes. Yeah, actually, the film I watched was Shrek and Baby Yoda having a lightsaber duel. But the way that it 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 was like. <laughs> The two models, they didn't really animate them, so the two models just kind of like floated, and then there were disembodied hands holding lightsabers near them each. <laughs> uh, and then the lightsaber hands just started like swirling around each other, 
and then Shrek spun around a few times and fell on the ground, and then that was the end. Well, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Baby Yoda won. <laughs> it was it was wow. it actual Baby Yoda or was it like Buff Baby Yoda? No, this was actual Baby Yoda, oh, okay. not Hulk Baby Yoda. Okay. Hulk Baby Yoda also, I watched a video that, that, so I had to search pretty deep for Shrek and Baby Yoda having a lightsaber duel. Hulk Baby Yoda was like one level into the menus <laughs> that I found Hulk Baby like, Yoda dancing. Like it, that's almost Media Molecules surfacing that? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, anyway, Dreams great. is a fucking wild west right now, and you should go look for it and put in a generic word and then sort it by newest <laughs> I, I like i like the tacit admission that like there's a lot of like copyrighted fringing shit with you own the ip for the original <laughs> creations that you make yeah. in dreams. you can't you can't make baby yoda fighting shrek and then be like this is my legitimately original game like yeah no. that's so good <laughs> yeah yeah i wow. i gotta i gotta look at more of the that's that's where my skepticism with dreams lies right now is like all so much of the stuff that's been surfaced is the like, oh, we made Fallout 4 in Dreams. And don't get me wrong, it is absolutely Impressive. incredible that someone made that thing. Uh, it is, it looks wild for how like impressive mm-hmm. it is. It's not fun to play <laughs> no. it. No. <laughs> well, no, it's, that's Fallout 4's fault, not it's, Dreams. It's a worse version of Fallout 4. <laughs> like, it doesn't, it's not enjoyable. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to that person for enjoying recreating the game. Like, the, yeah. I'm sure for them, the fun is in building it. Not they're not mm-hmm. expecting people to want to play through it. But yeah, um, I I just want to see more cool original stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's something to like taking something you're familiar with, something you know, something you like, and then like, okay, how how can I make th- like recreate it? Uh, sure, that can be like a good way to get started on something for like a bigger project. Yeah, yeah. If you're like absolutely. You know, I don't really know what to do or whatever. Like, okay, how can I do a bunch of stuff that like I see like an endpoint for? And hey, yeah. I'm not gonna. If someone comes up with a way to make a really cool lightsaber dueling system in Dreams, cool. Like, I'll play that. Yeah, it's just the 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 vast majority of the stuff that I've seen so far has been very dumb and not like mm-hmm. um something I would want to take out of that experience necessarily. So I'm excited to see more people maybe get even better at the tools so they can make kind of fresher original stuff. Yep. All right. Well, it's one last thing. There's a new destiny season. Oh God. Oh, God. No, I'm, no, I'm not going to do this to you. I'm just I'm fucking around. I gotta, if we do that, I'm going to have to start talking about the crew and nobody wants that. No, no, I'm fucking around. Uh, I haven't played enough to have any opinions on it yet. Sounds like people are mad, but we'll no. get to that eventually. That like, uh, like, no, now we've got a Twitter question. Hell yeah, we do. Thank you, friends. Uh, where where did right. they send these Twitter questions to, Andre? Uh, to to uh, at gaming at fix podcasts on twitter yay right yep. at fix podcast <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yes I, <laughs> yes I, it's, it's late um you can also send them to uh gaming at fix.space yep. uh if, if you want to email them if that's what you're into mm-hmm. uh, we'll answer mm-hmm. it this week uh, we have two questions first from Alex Arona from the Super GG Radio podcast, which at uh, slander and libel. Oh. I I will be appearing on this coming Thursday. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you'll, you'll be, be recording, recording on Thursday. Recording, <laughs> yes. Sorry, yeah. comes out on Sunday, 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 Monday. 
well, Sunday. So look forward to the next, not the very next one, but the one a week that. from now, a week yeah. from now. Yeah. Uh, maybe the, uh, tw- the 22nd ish. I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah anyway, anyways, Anywho, okay. Have you guys played Panzer Models and how does it rank with other dating sims from Dream Daddy to I Love You Colonial Sanders? Okay, so I looked this up, but this is a game where you date tanks. Like, that's that's yeah, yeah. no, uh, like it's it's great. Uh, Panzer Models is it's from it's that, it's, it's yeah. very silly. It's it's like that hatful boyfriend. Yeah, like I would maybe use that as a part of their scale or Alex's scale here because Dream Daddy to Colonial Sanders um, is a scale from. Yeah, you are not a fan of Dream no. Daddy. That's a scale from zero to zero to me. So I might say from uh, I love you, Colonial Sanders, being the low end of the scale to Hatful Boyfriend. It's definitely more on the Hatful Boyfriend end because it's it's. Oh, have you you've played Panther? Yeah, it's. Madles, yeah, I don't play models. a Which, ton of dating Sims. It's like, I don't find them that interesting. But that one mm-hmm. is just silly and lighthearted and funny. So, do you think Hotful Boyfriend is the is the extreme high end of that scale? I think no, I don't think it's, it's just the closest in yes, like style. Yeah, I, so. I'm not gonna because I was gonna say I've played some Hotful Boyfriend, and if that's the high end of the scale, then it's a pretty clear that I am not made for that shot. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking in terms of just lighthearted silliness yeah because yeah. like it is very funny Col- i like how like, funny it colonial is. sanders is also pretty lighthearted but it's not very good um it's also like a really dark examination of how fucked up capitalism <laughs> is so not not like not intentionally not like the game delves into that uh, like the fact that it exists is deeply problematic and upsetting yeah so and <laughs> and uh yeah i didn't like dream daddy but um <laughs> That we don't have to do, dive deep into that if we don't want. <laughs> Anyways, uh, right. Panzer Metals is is silly and good, and if you want something lighthearted and dumb and cute in a way, then yeah, play it. It's good. You know, you know what, Alex, uh, you're lighthearted, silly, and fun, and dumb and cute. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, was, next. I don't know if I that was all <laughs> complimentary. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Good. Uh, next, uh, I need to know everyone. Uh, this is from Eric Gettinger uh, or Getty. Uh, both the Alex and Getty have been on the podcast yep. at COD Supervisor. Uh, I need to know everyone's level of disappointment about the delays to the Fast Nine release. Uh, this would be due to COVID nineteen once again delaying multiple movies, uh, ex- uh, accelerating the release of. Frozen Two onto Disney Plus, as well as Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I've less said about that, the better. I, 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 uh, I'm abstaining because I still haven't seen Fast and the Furious or any Fast and the Furious. Well, you're working from home now. Now is the perfect right. time. Yeah, Andre has a very good point. That's fair. That's some good ass movies. You will not like Fast and the Furious at all, but I still want you to watch them. The first one is good. <laughs> okay, I like no, the second stop. one. We're not doing this <laughs> again. <laughs> they all have uh, their merits. They're just different merits. Yeah, Fast Four is kind of bad. Uh, and that's the only one I would say. Yeah. Is bad. Yeah, anyway, are, are you guys disappointed in this delay? Nah. Uh, I mean, I I want to watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, but I really want to watch that movie, but uh, I think it's for the global better good to not have people. And in also, theaters. you know what? <laughs> the, the global better good would us be getting a, a healthy dose of, dose of family. 
uh, <laughs> healthy dose of family. Um, um, it, it's, it's a whole year, which is surprising. Yeah. Like, it's like, damn. Well, it's a significant delay. Yeah, it is. Um, to some extent, I guess, like for me, I don't get super. I try not to. I don't always succeed. I try not to get super hype for things until they're like a week or two away, because then when oh, they're, so you're a very different person. Then when they're delayed, <laughs> probably it's like, for the whatever. better. Like I don't that Fast Nine before the delay may as well be coming out in like 2022 for me because it's like it's coming out pretty far in the future. If that trailer hadn't been so like hadn't spoiled so much of the movie, then like I would agree. But I got to know, man. Well, I got to know because they put like the most important shit in that trailer. Uh, So. Which, again, should not have been in that trailer. So, Allison, does that mean that because we have more work from home time, you and I have to do a movies fix on the Fast and the Furious series? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that would be really good. I'll, I'll join. I, I'm free. I got the whole the DVD collection. <laughs> Blue, I, I, Blue I don't think collection. I'm actually seriously uh, <laughs> throwing this out there. But, I'm signing uh, you up you for movie it. a day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, uh, with that uh, penciled into our schedules, I think it's time to wrap up this episode of uh, of the Gaming Fix podcast. I've got more Wario memes to watch. Episode 112 on March 14th, 2020. I have been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your girls, uh, your partners. Let's, the, let's be inclusive here. Your partner's favorite work from home uh, tip, Alex. Oh, and before that, you can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Alex, where can people find um, you? After Immediately after this, I'll be watching Wario Dies by Getting Poisoned by Mario with Waluigi on the sideline.mp3. Find him in the comments of that. Uh, Pat, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at PJC Plays. And also, there's some very good crossovers between the Ice Age baby and Wario <laughs> on Dreams. Ice Dreams. Age baby yeah there's a baby in the film ice age uh, it's not weird don't oh worry. yeah I'm not, yeah I'm no not you're right you, no i'm not leaving you down like disturbing oh, path it's just I, weird. I, I forgot that there's a baby in ice age yeah so someone made a model for the baby in ice age in dreams <laughs> and then there's warios so you know um did they make did they make ray romano <laughs> oh god <laughs> now i know uh, what must bro. be done i gotta search ray romano and um <laughs> report back next I want, week yeah, I well, want I'll make it if full, it's not in there. Yeah, full recreation of the house from everybody. Fully animated, walking Ray Romano. I want you to recreate the entirety of, of every episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> and I'll get audio the entire, from the episode. The entire, yeah, you just <laughs> but, pipe but, the audio but in. But you record the entire You series. should record the voice of Brad Garrett. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. I, uh, please, so you I can want find this Pat making so much. Everybody loves Raymond in dreams. Uh, Al- Alan, where can people Al- find you? You can find Alan on uh, Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. Also, please, if you have the financial ability, donate to your local food banks. Yep. Yeah. And look uh, up mutual yes, aid programs in your area. 100%. There's a lot of, um, especially, you know, I'm at, kind of in the middle of it in Seattle. There's a lot of mutual aid programs where you can, um, much as I, don't particularly like Amazon, you can go find Amazon wish lists and then send um, much needed supplies to people that are in need. And uh, 
it's great because you know it's not a scam because no one's scamming anyone for socks and underwear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you can you can have those sent to people who need it the most. Yeah, hundred percent. You've just given me a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I need me some me undies. Uh, bleep that they didn't pay. Uh, all right, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. This one is called Wario gets sucked into a plane toilet and fucking dies. And the channel is Vanilla Piss Mountain, and the entire description is yes. <laughs> I'm going to need a link to that one. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, y'all. Bye, bye everybody. Bye.